my friend Vil was like, yo, Pete, uh, let's go outside. I got to talk to you in like a serious tone. And I was like, okay, okay, about what? So he takes me outside and he's like, hey, don't lie to me, okay? I was like, okay, I won't. He's like, do you know a Julian Duong? I was like, yeah, I do. And in my head, I'm like, he's inside. You know, he's like sitting there fucking playing games. And he's like, uh, well, there's a bounty on him. And, uh, you know, I'm a bounty hunter now. <laughs> and these are my coworkers and we're all bounty hunters. And we're here to capture him. That's <laughs> so Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mario. And I'm Peter. And we're Guys, guys That, that listen. listen. On today's episode, we got software engineer, chat GPT guru, mm. pigeon aficionado, uh, <laughs> Brandon Junis. Pigeon aficionado. Pigeon. <laughs> oh, we played that one uh, yeah. pigeon dating game once. Yes. Uh, dating simulator once. Yeah. What? How do you have a boyfriend? She once asked me if, I, if my significant other turned into a pigeon would I would I love them? Would I fuck them or something? And I'm like, uh, wait, what? Why would you ask me that? Uh-huh. And then I found out like they were playing some kind of pigeon dating game. All right, so you know wait. what dating sims are? Like the the Japanese dating simulator games? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I mean, they're usually like in high school. Not that I've played them any. <laughs> actually, it, was, never... it, was, it was research. It was research. I used to play a lot of games as a kid. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes mm-hmm. I get plugged in uh, and like listen to all these new games that are coming out. Someone made a, a dating simulator. Like usually... Uh, it's about being in high school and like you, you choose your whoever you're gonna fall in love with, but this time everyone's a pigeon. So I was like, dude, this is funny. You know, like that is so interesting. She's like, if your significant other turned into a pigeon, would you love them? Oh my god! I'm like, no, they're a fucking pigeon. That's what I, I said. Yeah, I can imagine like one of my exes saying that. Like, would you still love me if I was a pigeon? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> the hell can he talk to you? What do you Just mean? Keep you in a little cage, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, when those questions came up. Like in my past relationships, like, would you still love me if this or that? If I lost an arm, blah blah, or if I was like severely burned, I'd be like, yeah, I would still love you. Just wouldn't be in love with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? What can I say? Yeah, that's crazy. I did not know they had games like that. It's a Japanese thing. There's a lot of like those. That kind of actually games. explains yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> there's one with um, literally sponsored by KFC. Like, you fall in love with the Colonel. I think I've seen that. Yeah. It was on you. You know what? You fall in love with the Colonel? The Colonel's the guy that you fall in love with, yeah. It was one of the related videos when she told me about that. It was (laughs) like I saw the pigeon simulator on YouTube and I looked it up, and then one of the adjacent videos is like with the Colonel's face on it or something like that. It's weird because they're so like restricted that they're very unrestricted in like a lot of different ways, right? It's kind of like finding a a way to like bypass things, right? Like, have you guys ever seen the documentary on the, the guy who like created like the octopus porn stuff? No, but no. I've heard about this. Yeah, so there's like a documentary on it, and like the reason why he did it was because I guess like in Japan, like the private parts are like oh, blurred yeah. out. So he was like, okay, you know, like that's no fun. Like why why I want to see like a pixelated vagina, you know? So <laughs> let me fucking just add like tentacles and shit, and they'll bypass everything because they can't. They're not gonna fucking pixelate like a fucking tentacle. A whole generation have yeah. like tentacle finishes. I know he's a pioneer. Wow. I know. <laughs> Actually, now I'm super curious about stuff like that because, like, yeah. he did something to bypass, like, a, a law, rule, guideline, whatever the hell that you call it, and now he's created, like, this whole community of people who are fetishizing tentacles, right? <laughs> and, like, now you, you said there's a game where you fall in love with the colonel, and, you know, like, for us, we, we, we laugh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's funny. It's a fun game that you laugh about, but somewhere out there, there's someone who's probably in love with the colonel. 
<laughs> no, seriously. I know. Is it you? I mean, not yet. You guys make <laughs> pretty decent chicken in Japan. KFC in Japan is way better than KFC out here, by the way. Yeah, who knows? Like, maybe this will, like, start a chain reaction, like, which is kind of like the tentacle guy. Yeah. Sure. We'll have, like, a Wendy's one next. <laughs> okay, um, the Wendy's girl, I, I can work with that. <laughs> the Colonel, I don't know. Do you know like, what rule 34 is? Like you're acting like you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the, I'm trying to remember the, the number. It's, I'm yeah, trying it's to remember. rule 34. Okay. Rule yeah. 34, yeah. What is that? <laughs> Um, you guys know, I don't so know much more than I do. It's an arbitrary rule on the internet that just says like, if there's a porn about something, it's probably been made already. So yeah. there's, there's obviously like Wendy's porn. Yeah. 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 For sure. Like yeah. what's the craziest thing you can imagine? Like pigeons, Donald dating. Trump with <laughs> Hillary Clinton. There's probably a deep fake. Oh yeah. For oh. sure. For sure. Now, especially now. Yeah. Deep fakes so much easier. Yeah. Back then it was just like bad makeup and wigs. You know what I mean? But now it's like, yeah, it's deep. Well, Elon Musk is there recording. <laughs> do you guys know why it's rule 34? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Because know. like, I mean, I don't know why it's specifically 34, but you know, like Fight Club, rule number one of Fight Club is mm -hmm. blah, yeah. blah, blah. So a long time ago on 4chan. Yeah. You guys on know 4chan? 4chan? Yeah. yeah, it was on Slash B. Yeah. It's like some guy just made a thread a long time ago. It was like, one, rule number one, blah, blah, blah. Rule number two, you don't talk about 4chan. And then like they got all the way to number 34 and it was like, if there's a porn on it, someone's made it. And then that one just stuck for some reason. That's now it's... Yes. Definitely a 4chan fucking thing. Yeah. For yeah. sure, man. This is like 2008 4chan. Like. Since we're talking about that, can, can you guys elaborate on what 4chan is for viewers who don't know? Because I'm sure a bunch of like the Gen Z people out there have no idea what the fuck 4chan is. Very specific young people are on 4chan now. I'm not 100% yeah. sure about that. Of course, though. of course. There's maybe kind of right off of rule 34. I feel like for me, there's always someone for like everything that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, it might not be the majority of people who are on 4chan are young, but there's yeah. definitely going to be like a, a young audience out there that's like yeah. on 4chan. At least for me, from what I recall, uh, 4chan was pre-Reddit. So yeah. it was like the image board or thread board that mm -hmm. you could go to um, for people like of our generation at that time during mm -hmm. like the early like, you know, 2000s mm -hmm. yeah. where you could find you know, funny stuff, stuff for video games, just like random threads, a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Then you didn't really have that because like the kind of social media content you had before, like let's say like you had Facebook at the time or limited. MySpace, yeah. it was very limited in certain things. And this mm -hmm. is just like a whole, it was a kind of, it was reminiscent of the, the AOL chat rooms where you go in and talk to like a bunch of random people, yeah, yeah. but yeah. with actual more structure, you know, mm -hmm. but still like it was kind of like the wild, wild west. There was like crazy stuff on there, sure, you know, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And then it transitioned to like people started going to Reddit. Maybe that's what happened since Reddit became so popular. The mm -hmm. people that stayed were just the crazy people. Mm -hmm. Like, because Reddit is like the, I guess this is like the structure of the anonymity, I think really matters. Yeah, huge. Mm -hmm. I was about to speak about that. Yeah. Yep. Reddit, you at least have a username and you have upvotes on mm -hmm. your karma thing. Yeah. 4chan is just anonymous, anonymous, mm -hmm. anonymous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, ooh, that <laughs> stuff is so wild because, you know, obviously you only know what you know, right? And, and to me, being on those boards, and that really opened my eyes up to like, wow, there are people out there like this, you know? I used to be a guy who's like, no one would do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, mm, someone would do it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, it's really uh, different because, yeah, when no one knows who the fuck you are and yeah. nothing could really be traced back to you, well, maybe now, but like back then, no one really, you know, you can mm -hmm. shit post mm -hmm. and fucking, I've seen some fucking crazy, like bigoted shit on like 4chan, right? Dude, it's insane. Yeah, yeah fucking insane. And now I'm like, oh, there are people out there like that. But it's weird because I'm, I'm super curious. 
Because I don't really meet those people. Or are they just doing it anonymously? Maybe they're only online, yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe they're not real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, they would never say it. And most likely, they probably would never do it in real life. But then QAnon happens. Yeah. And that yeah. comes out of 4chan, right? So yeah. yeah. I think there's this, like, shield of anonymity that yeah. lets you, like, express, like, your craziest thoughts even if like sometimes you don't fully like believe Ooh. them and stuff sometimes you'll do it just like oh this is crazy you know but some people do believe it yeah. you know but you're willing to like put yourself contradictory to like the social thought you know mm-hmm. against what most people believe is right and yeah. you'll like say like oh no mm-hmm. i don't fully believe this or something super racist or bigoted because mm-hmm. there's no repercussions you know yeah. no one's gonna tell you no one's gonna know who you are and then you kind of like if that community stays there everyone else has left and it's all these kind of like similar thoughts. You kind of like all the people coming in there kind of indoctrinize themselves same, yeah. to believing that same kind of idea. Mm-hmm, and yeah. then you have stuff like QAnon. You have other like, you know, yeah. that whole everything that's happened from there. I feel like the same happens on Reddit, though. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it does. super left leaning. It's just on just the other end of the spectrum. That, yeah. So let me ask you guys this. If you guys could be anonymous, what would you say that you normally would I don't think I would change much. Mm, like, really? I mean, you kind of have the ability to do it right now. Yeah. If you really wanted to, you just make yeah. a new Twitter or whatever. I think uh, oh. what I mean is like in person. <laughs> oh, again, uh, you know, there's a lot of people write stuff online because, yeah, they could get away with it. But what would you say now? Like, what's one thing you would want to share that you never shared? Because got to think about that. That was a good question. I don't know. There's something that really like for me. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out myself too. What would I say? I feel like we're decently straightforward and there's nothing like... Yeah. I'm like decently cancelable as is. Yeah. You <laughs> you post all your shit already. I would like to say that I'm very open about things and very like vocal about it in general. But I'm just trying to think if I... Well, there's some kind of restraint because like the fear of being judged or something like that. And we've literally said you can cancel us from the beginning, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but still, like, maybe even then, you know, because I'm sure that I'm still reluctant to say certain things. I just know to what degree, you know? Like, I'm not maybe fully, like, suppressing it. I'm, like, vocalizing it a little yeah. bit, but not fully, you know, thoroughly. That's mm. a good question. If I think of it, I'll bring it back up. So I was going to ask, um, you seem very versed, like, with uh, the internet culture and everything, all that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been like very like into like technology and computers and everything? Because I know you know you're a software yeah. engineer. Was um, that? So I was just like a loser growing up. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? No, by I'm that? just kidding. Um, I mean, I'm kind of kidding, but like I spent a lot of time on the internet just mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. People played sports. I played games. I guess. What'd you play? Probably most in my life was Heroes of New Earth. If you guys know what that is, it's like a super I niche. Hong. Heroes of New Earth is the game I played most of my life, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, Dota 2 came out and I never got into it. I just, um, yeah. I, I had a job. So I was like, yeah. I kind of stopped playing. Mm. Um, but yeah, like for a long time, I wanted to be game developer, like a game developer. I watched like GDCs for fun. Yeah. If you know that. What's that? It's like uh, game developer conferences. Oh, okay. I would just be like, oh, like how did they design this game? I was like, this is so interesting. I had phases, dude. Like I grew up playing like mainly RPGs. I want to say like, yeah, from like the first Final Fantasy all the way to, I stopped around 10 or something like that. Or nine, I think. It was the one where, so for me, Final Fantasy games is always about like big gigantic fucking swords and like <laughs> killing shit, right? And then like, in Final Fantasy Nine, they made the main character like a like a monkey dude, and he had like a knife. It was like a small ass knife, and I was like, "Bro, you just you killed it for me." I don't even want to fucking play this game anymore. And ever since then, I haven't really played any RPGs. And I transitioned to playing Counter Strike, so FPS. Oh yeah, well, yeah. just Counter Strike, not really FPS because that was only Counter Strike or only FPS. Talk game about I competitive games, dude. That shit's crazy, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, and uh, maybe going to this too, and I feel like it has a lot to do with like. 
the online culture and like being anonymous because <laughs> when I was a kid, I talked mad fucking shit, <laughs> like mad fucking shit, bro. Like, and I got called out one time and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, so basically I was on like a, I was pubbing, right? Like public like server yeah. and we we're playing and I was like, just killing this dude. Like he was getting murked, but, uh, yeah, he started talking shit to me. He was like, you fucking camper, blah, blah. <laughs> so then I started talking shit back. And then he was like, I'm going to fuck you up. I was like, bitch, I'll fuck you up. You're probably a little bitch. He's like, oh, yeah, let's fucking meet then. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, where you want to meet? He's like, I'll meet you on Fairview and Warner. And I was like, wait, this is the internet. How the fuck is this guy next? Fairview and Warner? I'm like down the street from that. Was this, is this uh, 1.6? Uh, it was 1.5 at this time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So no voice chat. Just like- No, yeah, just literally... Typing. Yeah, yeah, typing that shit out, right? Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I live down the street. How, how is he so close to me? Like, how do you know? You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, and then he was like, yeah, let's be in front of Ecstasy, which is like a strip in front of my house. Yeah. And I, I was like, what the hell? I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll meet you there. 2 p.m., you know, like show up. Whatever. Then he left the fucking pub. I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> From this, that day on, you never talk shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I never <laughs> talk shit like that. And I should have known because like, and trace your IP or something, yeah. Not just that, but like, uh, I think it's mainly predominantly like FPSs, but it attracts obviously you have like the nerdy people who play games, right? And then you have like the gangbangers who, like, when they're not shooting people in real life, they shoot people online, <laughs> you know? So, like, during this time, I was dating this chick who had an ex boyfriend who played at a, uh, a basically internet cafe, right? Mm-hmm. It's called Ice. Uh, it, was on, it was in Garden Grove, and her boyfriend was, at the time, talking shit to some guy there. And, and in that area, like, everyone who kind of, like, was in playing all those uh, FPSs in the internet cafe, there there were a lot of game bangers. So the guy that he was talking shit to, like, found out which seat he sat at and, like, stabbed him in the head with a screwdriver. Oh. Yeah. And, like, you personally know this person, too. I, I knew, well, it was my ex's ex-boyfriend. So yeah, I yeah. didn't, I, yeah, so I, I enough, knew him yeah. indirectly, you know? Damn. Yeah, so that, I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, That's, dude. So, you like, back then, I was like, you never know, you know? And I had a situation where, like, it was, like, the first land tourney that I entered. And then <laughs> I was getting smoked, right, by, by these fucking kids. They were, like, 10 years old or something like that. And I think I was like 16 at the time. And you're like, fuck these guys. They fucking suck. Like, what's the fucking <laughs> end I turned around. I was like, you little shit. I can end you. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, these these little kids don't fucking know. They're just all talking shit online. Like, yeah. kids still do that. And my little brother fucking still does that. I, I, I hear him like, in the background. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, you fucking can't really call this bullshit. about gamer culture, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think it has a lot to being online, yeah. you know, and like, oh, I'll never see this person. Right. Yeah. But there was actually another instance. And this one is kind of funny right so i uh i i had a friend named andy and a friend named ken and i had met them separately so different friend groups but uh they both played counter-strike and uh <laughs> i had invited them over to my house to have a land party right it's basically like a slumber party for nerds so we all brought our fucking computers right big ass fucking towers and monitors and we you know Plugged in our Those fucking are the good days, man. Yeah, the good days, man. <laughs> and then uh, one of my homies, Ken, was telling me that he was like, "Yeah, there was this fucking like nerdy ass dude who was fucking talking shit to me." And Ken was not the nerdy dude. He was like the dude who was like, "You want to fight? Let's fucking go." 
And Andy was like, the nerdy dude who talks shit online is like, you'll never fucking see me anyways, right? So then uh, I invited them both over. And then Ken had already told me about that story. So I was like, that's fucking funny. Like, like then you scared the guy? And he's like, yeah, I fucking scared him, yeah. And then uh, when they came over to my house, Andy was the guy that was talking shit to him. <laughs> he, he confronted, and he, they were about to fight. And I was like, "Dude, not the fucking land party! <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> just they just like me. saw each other screaming. So <laughs> yeah. like, wait a second, you're yeah, talking dude. shit yesterday. While you're in the match, it's like, isn't that fucking funny though? Like, what a small fucking <laughs> world, dude. That's so funny. Sorry, I'll, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. And we don't have to okay. include this, but that's because this is a good story. So I have to, I have to say it. Right? <laughs> And it kind of has to do with vegans, but I have this friend. His name's Vit. He's like an older head. He, you know, he's a he's like a gangster from back in the day, right? So he, I think he's like fifty now. But um, basically, he has very like strange jobs. He takes on very strange jobs, right? So currently, I think he's still a bounty hunter. So, <laughs> so you can imagine, right? Like bounty hunter. Like what? So he's a bounty hunter. Like kills people for like for real? No, no, he catches, he catches them. them and then turns them in for money. That's a real job. You never saw Dog the Bounty Hunter? No, what is that? <laughs> show, some show that it's was like on. a show. Yeah, okay. I don't know if that's real, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so here, here's how small the this fucking world is and full of coincidence, right? So I used to host uh, Smash tournaments at this at this bar. Nice. Really? Uh, no, uh, Ultimate. Oh, okay. So the yeah. most recent. But uh, so I I have a friend named Julian Duong, right? And uh. My friend Vit hits me up, which I haven't seen in forever. Like, I haven't seen him in, like, four years or something like that. And he was like, hey, Pete, what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I'm hosting an event uh, at Play Bar, a Smash tournament. He's like, cool, I'll see you there. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. I haven't seen you in years. Like, you never go out. You know, he's, like, older. He's, like, just stays in. So he comes, and he comes with, like, and he's he's a Asian dude, right, Vit dude, who's, like, probably, like, five, four or some shit like that. And he comes in with, like, probably four tall white dudes that are big and burly like truck drivers right probably like six feet plus He's trying to intimidate his competition well at that time <laughs> i did not know he was a bounty hunter right so this is kind of like how funny this is he, is he was just like hey you know like these are my friends they're my co-workers uh, you know i just want to take them out i was yeah. like cool and uh julian my friend play smash so he was there so then my friend Vil was like yo pete uh let's go outside i gotta talk to you in like a serious tone and i was like okay yeah. about what so he takes me outside, and he's like, hey, don't lie to me, okay? I was like, okay, I won't. He's like, do you know a Julian Duong? I was like, yeah, I do. And in my head, I'm like, he's inside. You know, he's like sitting there fucking playing games. He's like, uh, well, there's a bounty on him, and uh, you know, I'm a bounty hunter now, <laughs> and these are my coworkers, and we're all bounty hunters, and we're here to capture him. And, so and I was like... <laughs> Whoa, for what? He's like, oh, I guess like assault, uh, theft, some other shit. And I was like, Julian? And Julian's like a small <laughs> cat. He, he, he does not do that shit. So I was like, no, I think they fucking got the wrong guy. But in my head, I was like, Julian does some illegal shit. I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe he does. So I was like, holy fuck. And he's like, is he here now? I was like, no, no, no. Julian's not here. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's not here. And he's like, don't lie to me, Pete. If he's here, where do you am? Like, you know this guy, don't you? And he pulls out the wanted like fucking like poster. And I look There's at a it. Poster? Yeah, yeah. It's not a PDF on a screen. No, no, no. He's he's old school, dude. Yeah. There's some Wild Wild West shit. Yeah. yeah. So I looked at it and I'm like, oh, it's not even the same fucking Julian, but it says Julian Duong where he want, yeah. wants for all these things. Uh -huh. So I fucking laughed. I was like, no, I don't know who this guy is. 
but there's Julian Duong in there. He's like, don't fucking lie to me. I was like, I swear to God, go ahead and capture him. You know, I, I was like, go ahead, take him out of his fucking seat while he's playing fucking video games and turn him into the fucking cops or whatever the fucking get your money. Go ahead. Yeah. And he went in and he's like, that's Julian Duong? I was like, yeah. Does it look like the same guy? <laughs> he's like 20 years younger, you know? And he's like, you sure? I was like, ask him for his name, you know? And then he, he was like, all right, fine. I guess I guess I got it wrong because he had heard that Julian Duong goes to all my events. I thought they were like nightlife events, right? So I was like, huh, that's so funny that he got the wrong guy. So then fast forward a year later, this is where it gets fucking crazier, right? I'm in San Diego for my friend's birthday. I'm hanging out with a bunch of dudes, and we're playing credit card roulette for drinks, right? So that's where, you know, you, yeah, the, the bartender picks up a card, mm-hmm. and the person whose card gets picked pays for the round. And I was down to the last two. I was about to win this shit, right? And it was me and this other guy who, like, I've never, or at least never met in my head, right? Because I'm actually, my memory sucks. So we're playing, and then my card gets picked, and I'm like, fuck, I guess I lost. So then I got his card back and my card back, and I look at the card, and it says Julian Duong. And I was like, huh, you have the same name as my friend Julian. And he was like, Peter, you don't remember me? I go to all your events. And I was like, go to all my events. And I was like, you know, the gears are turning in my head. I'm like, what Julian the fuck? Duong, you, Julian Duong. You know, I see all these shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the? With the yeah. <laughs> yes, with the calculations in the back. Yeah, like. yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, shit. How long have I known you for? He's like, for a couple of years now, I've been going to your events. I always ordered bottle service. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. It's, it's the wanted Julian Duong. <laughs> and then so then I had told the homie Donovan about this, which is my partner in the events. And I was like, so how did you start going to my events? He's like, oh, I, I go through Donovan. I get bottles and stuff. So then I knew that Donovan knew about the story, but he also didn't connect the dots, right? So I FaceTimed him, and I was like, yo, look who I'm with, your homie Julian. Wink, wink, you know? <laughs> and then in my head, I was like, fuck, dude. This guy just won a credit card. I should turn his ass in. <laughs> but you know, can you imagine like how that's such a crazy coincidence that Dude, that's crazy. Right? So then I, I told Julian, <laughs> I texted my friend Julian. I was like, yo, you know your ass was about to go to jail last night? He's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I told him the whole story. He's like, that fool was about to get me fucking arrested because people were going to mistake me for him. I, I love that a part of this is that like it's your memory where you don't remember that this guy's been coming to your events for years. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Peter told us a story last time where there was a girl that he had gone on a date, a few dates with, or a two one, date, date. one date. And then she was at one of his events and she was like talking to him and her friends and everything. And she left and he, and he was like, do you know that girl? <laughs> Even though he'd already been on a date with her. <laughs> My memory sucks. That's how bad it is. That's pretty it's, bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Or you just go on a lot of dates. Oh, that's the only date I've <laughs> that's ever That's the been only on. date he's ever been on. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The only date I've ever been on. Explain. <laughs> so, like, to me, there's, like, dating, right? Is when you're actually seeing someone, actively seeing someone. Okay. And then there's going on a date where it's, like, you're trying to get to know this person. And, like, you're in. To me, that was, like. The only one that I've d- done where I've like gone to actually get to know this person for the purpose of like maybe romantically getting involved. Even though in my mind, I knew I wasn't gonna. And that story was actually because she approached me in a club. So like she turned me around. She's like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know I think you're cute. Like, nice, would you like to go on a date? Yeah. And I was like, damn, I am. You're totally not my type. But I want to applaud you for like your, yeah. your courage. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking awesome. I don't want to. Deter from ever doing that in the future. Wow, that's a very yeah. noble like intent. I know. I'm, I do it for the hose, you know. 
You do it for her future, <laughs> yeah. like self-esteem. Exactly. Rather exactly. than for the, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we went on a date and then uh, I knew there was nothing there, but I was like, you know, the way I think about things is like, if I'm here, I'm just going to make the most of it. You know, yeah. let's just have fun. Yeah. If anything, just be friends. And after that, I had a trip to Asia for like a month or something like that. So I was gone. She's like, yeah, call me when you're back from Asia. Totally forget, you know, mm-hmm. as, as I always do. So when I saw her again, like I didn't remember who she was. It had been a month. I only seen her like once. And when she was talking to me, it sound, I was with a friend. I thought she was the other person's friend. So, you know, when it came to me, like, finally, like, oh, shit, this, that was the girl that I went on a date with. And I barely remembered still. Like, I don't know what triggered her, but I was in my friend's car, and then she comes up to the window. She's like, Carolyn. Like, don't believe anything that Peter says. He thinks I'm really into him. I'm really not, though. I'm not. He just thinks that. And I was like, what the fuck? I never said that. You know, I like, like, I never even revealed that because that's not what I thought. So about me being fucking drunk and, like, inconsiderate, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol, get the fuck out of here. Put the car in reverse. Let's go, let's go. And she's like, no, 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 no. no. Listen, like, he's, I'm not into him like that. I swear, I swear. And I was like, Carol, get the fuck out of here. Let's fucking leave this bitch. Let's go. And she was like, Peter, be nice. Like, don't say that about her. I was like, oh, okay, okay. No, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck She's like car. holding on to the car as they're driving away. <laughs> don't believe him. So uh, one thing Peter didn't actually mention, though, was uh, he's actually a huge, like, Marvel versus Capcom 2, like, player. Like, really, really good. So you like uh, fighter games? Uh, yeah, I play fighter games, too. Yeah. Uh, we- Marvel's Capcom, all the Street Fighters. That's why I play Smash now. Yeah. That's the only game that I continue to play. Everything else kind of, like, fell off for me. Me and my buddy, we used to play... Uh, and we played all the time. We thought we were like pretty good and stuff. You're using like the top tier characters and yeah. like, you know, kicking ass. Melee, you mean? No, uh, Marvel's Capcom 2. Oh, I never played And then that. one day, Peter and our friend Ivan come and they come and play with us. Oh my God. <laughs> I have never been so abused. Like, my, it was so bad. Like, in Marvel's Capcom 2, you can have three characters and, you know, you can rank them by tiers and stuff. So yeah. we're all using like the top tier characters. Yeah. They come in and they use like the low tier characters and they like, like three stock, it's like you just completely kill all our characters, and I was like, yeah. "Wow!" Like I've never been like so like beaten so bad. Yeah. And just to give you an idea of how good um, they are, or at least like our friend is, because I mean you're really good too, because he grew up playing in the arcades and everything. Yeah. But our friend Ivan, he's like top tier. His friends are like the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we had a birthday party, and yeah. the number one ranked like uh, Marvel Capcom two player in the U.S. came to his birthday party, yeah. and they had a little TV outside in the backyard, and they're all playing there. And I was like, "This is nuts! Like, yeah, this is some crazy shit! Like, you're seeing some like high ass level play." And I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, yeah. like at a birthday party? At a birthday party? <laughs> yeah. So random. We had fucking mariachi. There was a birthday cake, like carne asada, and yeah. then they're just all playing Marvel Capcom two. And I'm like, "Oh." And okay. also like. World class, mm-hmm. like Moreover for Capcom, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like so top, yeah. top of the top elite, you know, dude. The gaming scene is kind of insane though, because it's crazy now, yeah. yeah. I went back then when the Marvel's Capcom 2 scene was like huge, and like I was like, damn, these motherfuckers play video games all day. Like, how the fuck do they make a living? It turns out like betting was now like a can. huge thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, like what our parents told us, like, hey, stop fucking playing video games, you'll just be a fucking loser for the rest of your life. They were right about me, but anyways. <laughs> 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 like it, it's kind of crazy that it's developed into like a profession now, right? Because God. no one saw it coming. Back I then. really wish it had been around when I was in because I, I love video games. Dude. Like I grew up playing RPGs too. 
I played like um, a lot of Mario games, but I played Super Mario RPG, which is my favorite game. Yeah, oh, a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of PlayStation. You, you know it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Mario RPG yeah. is like one of the best RPGs. Yeah, it's one of the best RPGs yeah, of all. My favorite. All right, top three RPGs. Uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like. Uh, I think it was Dragon Quest. Oh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest was really fun. And what's my third one? Pokemon. Oh, actually, yeah. Oh. Pokemon is an RPG. Oh, yeah, you're right. I played yeah. all the Pokemons. Yeah, yeah the Pokemon true. games were fun. Because, mm. dude, I grew up playing a bunch of video I played all the Pokemon games. I uh, had my Game Boy. had uh, pretty much every console. had Nintendo 64, GameCube, PlayStation, PS2. Um, played, like, all different types of games, like Onimusha, Maximo, mm. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. And, like, from wow. going from game consoles and then transitioning to, like, playing PC games where, yeah. like, in high school, we would ditch... <laughs> and we would, we were in sophomore year. We yeah. would ditch and we'd walk our ass to uh, Cyber City and we'd play Dota all day. Dude, we play on the times, Warcraft man. Three. Times, we play man. Footman Frenzy. Dude, like good times. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'd go across the street and get uh, rice balls from Mitsua and the little sodas that you pop. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we take them. The yes, those. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'd just be playing at a cyber cafe for like the longest fucking time. Mm-hmm. And we I played Dota, played Han, played LOL, played Dota Two. Um, played all that, and what really got me though was wow. I spent mm. so much, so much time on World of Warcraft, and I was like, man, I've so, I, and, I, and I look I look back and I'm like, I spent so many hours playing video games. Do you think that shaped you as a person? Yes, mm. I think I think some of I can see some of my habits. Yeah, um, and I know there's good and bad ones where I'm like, okay, sometimes I can. Sometimes I have to gamify stuff in my own life. I feel life. the same way, yeah. 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 I have to gamify stuff in my own life in order for me to, like, do it. Yeah. Or, like, do that, it consistently and focus on it. Yeah, if you don't get points, then, like, what's exactly. the point? That's yeah. what it is. It's, like, the same thing as going to the gym for me. Like, yeah. If I'm not increasing the squat, then, yeah. like, what? What's how, many, the point? how much experience yeah. points do I get for the squat? Yeah, how do you mess up the stats? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I look at it because, like, I know it has to do something with my dopamine, too, or like, sure. I, yeah. the, the kind of feeling you get from playing these video games, especially with RPGs where every mm-hmm. level and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you get some kind of dopamine. Oh, level yeah. two. Oh, level three, you know? I know it's affected me in a certain way where sometimes I haven't wanted to do stuff and I have to, like, rethink the way I think about the world to like get myself to do things because the moment that I started to become more, I would say more myself and more successful in my own stuff that I want to do in my life is the moment I gave up video games Mm. because I had to, because I knew that I couldn't do both. Yeah. It was, it's like, it's this whole other hobby and I was giving so much time into it and I love, I love video games. Like it was so fun, but because I know what I'm like and I know that I'll invest Mm -hmm. my time into it. I can't play it. I'm like, between the age of, I gave up video games around 23, 24. And since then, I've played maybe one game during COVID, two games during COVID and one other game before COVID. I've played three games maybe Mm. since then. Because every time, and I've had a little like ups and downs throughout the years where I'll download some kind of MOBA game on my phone, Mm -hmm. some random ones, and I'll spend like 50 bucks like buying this shit. You know, (laughs) yeah, I know, I know. And I'm like, oh, gotta get this, gotta get this. And then I catch myself like the next day, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And I'm like, delete. I don't care if I spend money on it, delete. I'm not playing this again and I'll be good for months. You know, there is some kind of like, there's like these, there's these ads for these like mobile games that always appear and stuff. I don't remember. There's one that's so prevalent. Always comes up. Shadow Legends. There it is. Uh That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Did you download it? Yeah, I fucking got it. (laughs) I got it. I I put money into it. I was playing it. Is it fun? I've never heard of a single 
person play it? Uh, it was fun. Of, it was fun. It's outside like, of the meme, yeah. it's like this. Like you've taken the the bones of an RPG, you know, and you've kind of molded it with a little bit of like a, a tower defense kind of. You know, you take some aspects of tower defense, a little bit of Dota here and there, different parts, mm. little side quests and stuff, and you kind yeah. of throw it on one. And you know, it has its goods and bad things, you know, but it's like. They know who they're targeting, you know. Some of these people have these addictions, like like myself, you know, where I've <laughs> where, where I've grown up playing yeah. games and like I'll um sometimes it's an escape. Oh. So I'll, I'll say that because I realized that in my own life it's an escape from my own responsibilities and things I want to do. And maybe when I was younger it was an escape because I wasn't where I wanted to be. Oh. And like it's same same, you oh. know. And mm. you feel progression in this in this space yeah. that you're not getting progression in your life. I oh, think wow. that the whole thing why games are even fun in the first place is because of that progress that you can see. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only point. Um, even Ooh. games without points, right? Like, you can get farther in Mario, like the original Marios, mm-hmm. you can get to the next level next and you're like, wow, now I'm progressing. You can't see that in real life. And that's the whole point of dopamine in the first place. So, mm. games kind of like hacked biology, I guess. Yeah. I see it as like you are creating this uh, fantasy world, you know, regardless of what the game is, where your persona or your abilities are transferred over here mm-hmm. and you're seeing progression here. Exactly. You know, and yeah. something about that is like this escape mechanism because sometimes you don't have it in your life, you know? Yeah. And obviously everyone has different reasons. This is more of mine. Or so, like yeah. I, I catch myself, I read a shitload. Like I read sometimes like a book a week and I had to like take a step back because I'm like, why am I reading so much? And so why is it like so much sci-fi and fantasy? I'm like, mm. oh, escape mechanism, doing it again. Wow. You know, I've just transitioned it from like video games to like- That's act- wild. Yeah. So uh, I was going to ask, you know, yeah. we talked about video games, internet culture and stuff. And obviously you've been in all that. Um, what, you know, was that a, a, a factor in you wanting to become a game developer, software engineer? And how, how has that affected your career path now that, you know, it's actually, I had a really windy path to get to becoming a software engineer. Um, I actually started with a film major, actually, oh, for like wow. one quarter, and uh, decided that wasn't for me. And then I went to business, and I did uh, finance, like accounting finance major, and I finished with that, and then I did public accounting. Um, oh. Yeah, I was an auditor for a little bit. Yeah, I was Damn. like halfway to CPA, and I was like, no, nah, this is not it. Yeah, uh, for me at least. Yeah. Um, and then I did finance after that, like corporate finance. And then around this time, I had friends that were doing like coding boot camps and they were like pretty successful. And they were like, dude, you should just do it. Uh, we're just like one of them that did the coding boot camp stayed over at my place in the Bay Area. And he was just telling me all about it. He's like, dude, you, you maximize your Excel <laughs> to make like that's my favorite part of the job, right? Like coding these crazy Excel things to, um, like, so I don't have to work, basically. <laughs> and then um, so it's like, dude, you should just try it. Just try coding. So I just did that. And then luckily for me, like, I don't think, I mean, it made a lot of sense to me. And it was, like, really fun. And mm. then so took the dive, just quit that, and then became a developer. Wow. Uh, yeah, lucky for me, too. I got to Facebook. First of all, t- tell us about, like, working for Facebook. Uh, yeah, but sure. I know you left there yeah. eventually. And now you're doing your, you know, you, you're doing your own thing now. Yeah. Oh, so... Uh, to get back to the gaming thing, though, how, how does that impact my life and how did that make me a developer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how that made me a developer other than, like, I learned how, like, computers work. Mm. Like, maybe even subconsciously. Like, things are just systems and then you just kind of have to, like, maximize and, like, figure out how the systems work. And then now I'm making the systems. It's, like, yep. kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why it was more intuitive. Uh, just easier to pick up for me. Um, 
I think the biggest thing I got out of gaming, seriously, was like I was not very good at school. Like seriously, I was just like mm. a very average uh, student. And like playing games, I just played competitively. Like that's the first thing I think I tried at. Like because mm. without anybody telling me, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, just from that experience, I, I was like, damn, I got to this really far point in this competitive, like pretty competitive game. I'm pretty sure, like. Maybe I'm not that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just made me a lot yep. more confident. That's probably the biggest thing I got out of gaming in the early years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's competency in other fields gives you inspiration to have competency in other fields, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, it's like super random. But like if I didn't play Han for whatever, four or five years or whatever it was, and I didn't get to the top whatever percentage mm-hmm. I was, and then um, maybe I wouldn't have, like, sub- I, this is all subconscious, but maybe yeah. I wouldn't have quit. Uh, working in finance and just like yoloed into yeah a coding boot camp yeah so maybe mm-hmm. that's how it impacted I'm I'm not sure but mm, it I feels see. like that looking it makes back sense. yeah so you had questions about like what was working at Facebook yeah it was like working at Facebook uh, it was really cool I think that's the coolest job 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 I, uh, I love teaching too so maybe it's different but like as far as like corporate corporate jobs will go it was like the best really uh yeah my experience varies because it's like sixty thousand people right mm-hmm. um probably a lot less now yeah <laughs> yeah hey, thanks to zucks did you ever hang out with uh, zuckerberg no i saw him once uh really? he has q a every friday uh, every month mm-hmm. and you can go and he'll do his thing in person but i was too lazy for that mm-hmm. but um <laughs> i did see him eating a pickle with a, like the one time i saw him in person like I was getting lunch, mm-hmm. uh, he was eating a pickle with a fork, and I was like, "This is the most Mark Zuckerberg thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what kind of conversation would you have? I was like, know? "Dude, thanks for the barbecue." I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you know. Like, uh, you guys should visit Facebook campus if you ever have a chance. I think mm-hmm. it's like sick. Uh, have, have you guys been to any tech office? It's like, I've been to Facebook in Singapore. Oh yeah, that's that sounds interesting. I've never been there. I've been uh, to Facebook in Tokyo. Oh, how's that? It was crazy. Like the snacks. Are great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, Japanese snacks are just like the best. So I can talk. Like, I worked on the campus team as like I made products that made it more uh, easy, I guess, to work on campus. Oh, that's so I was like kind of like involved with campus stuff. Yeah, so I was like more intimately aware of like what we had going on. Yeah. Um. So like, it's really cool. Like, I rented an apartment next to the shuttle. And if you guys don't know, like the shuttles are just like, they don't want you to drive because they get, that's like way too many people going to the office. Mm. So they, they bring you on a bus. And if you're in the park, like where the parking lot is, there's like five other, there's like uh, a Facebook section and there's a Google section. Mm. And then there's like a Salesforce section and an Apple section. And we're all looking <laughs> at each other like every morning. Yeah. Like staring each other down. <laughs> it's like pretty funny. Um, and then the, sh- the, the buses are not um, school buses. They're like charter ass Wow. Like it's like oh. the top of the line. There's no more expensive bus. Damn. I think each one was like at least 700k or something. And then they have high speed internet all on it and like like everything. It's like the best. Everything is the best yeah. basically. And it was like crazy shocking. That's crazy. Um yeah, they take you right to campus mm-hmm. and then um they there's uh you know, I'm sure you've heard there's food everywhere, but yeah. what shocked me was like food is really good. Yeah. It's not just like um it's not just like random cafe food. Yeah. It's like restaurant quality. Sometimes they'll have like special like Michelin star chefs or something nice. that run the services. There's like, um, so on the main campus, there's five sub campuses, I guess. 
And each one of those has at least six cafes or something. That's crazy. Yeah, they got like dessert places. Like I don't know, it's crazy. And I, just because I was on the campus team, there's like it was, we're just more aware um, of all the shit that's going on. Yeah, like, it's really cool. How um, was work life balance? I mean, you, you went from basically non tech and into tech, right? Yeah. So I would say my experience like heavily varies. Like the mm-hmm. depends what team you're on, really, yeah. and it depends on your manager. That probably makes the biggest difference. For me, it was really chill. Um, I would say I was there for like three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first year, I worked probably 60, 50 hours a week. No, well. But that's because I wanted to. I loved it. And then no. after that, I worked like 20 hours a week. Really? <laughs> Especially the last year. I already wanted to quit for oh, a while. you so checked out? Yeah, I was working the very bare minimum. I would wake up when the first meeting was and then sleep and then go back to the next meeting and then... Just like play Sekiro. <laughs> that was COVID. I fucking hate that game. Oh, that game's really? That's what that I played so during good. COVID. Yeah, and I was like, so hard. This is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is the game I was talking about. What game? Remember we were talking about uh, games during COVID? Yeah. That's the game I, I told you. Uh, and I was like, I, I tried to play it and I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go play WoW. Progression uh, is hard in that game for it's sure. It's really yeah. hard. You and it's like, there's it's no so way rewarding. to cheat it too. Yeah. There's no way to cheat uh-huh. It's so rewarding once you actually beat a boss or beat somebody and you yeah. get, I'm, I'm looking on YouTube. I'm like, okay, oh, you gotta do this. I gotta do this. Okay. It's crazy. Oh yeah, God. me too. And you can't even copy what they do on YouTube. You can't. <laughs> what, it's hard, man. I <laughs> thought it was going to be like, you ever play Onimusha? No, what's Onimusha that? Onimusha is the best samurai game ever. Like, the best one. I've never even heard of it, actually. It's originally for PlayStation, then PlayStation 2. They have it's it on PlayStation old. 3 now. But it, it, that one's one of my favorites. But that was going to be like that. And I'm like, this is way harder. This is above my skill level. It's a really hard game. So, mm. uh, sorry, what, what, what made you kind of like not want to try anymore? That's a good question. Because <laughs> you said you were like working 60 hours because you wanted to, you're excited, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was just because like, dang, this is so cool. I kind of made it. And uh, I was wanting to prove myself that I'm like, I can fit in here. You know, um, part of me thinks that it was like, it's like a, I want to say it's an Asian thing almost like, mm. or maybe it's a feeling of inadequacy, like growing up. Um, like I wasn't good at school. I went to, uh, well, I didn't go to a bad school, but like, um, so how would I, what, what I would say is like my cousins, like family members and stuff were doing really cool stuff. And I was just there doing like public accounting. Nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really good profession, but I felt like this isn't for me. I wasn't just fulfilled or happy or anything. And I was mm-hmm. like, and then I quit and I was like, I'm not really fulfilling the, the, the Asian the stereotype. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just kind of felt like inadequate for a long time, I guess. And then when I got to Facebook, I was like, dude, this is crazy. I can prove that, like, I could be, I could have been a doctor like that guy, like my cousin. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, like, yeah. um, or, you know, whatever, whatever it was that my cousins were doing. And, um, yeah. And so I worked my ass off and I was like, this is, and I was, it was also fun too. So, um, yeah, it was cool. Like having Ivy League coworkers and then like being able to, like perform mm-hmm. is fun. And then after that, I realized I don't really care. I've, I've done it already. Mm. Like, what do I really want to do is the, this is the real question, I guess. You, it's COVID, you know, you have a big think mm-hmm. about your life. Like, oh, so that's <laughs> when it was happening? Like when you Yeah, when I kind of just like phoned it in. So you got to this point where you're like, this isn't what you want to do. And Pretty much, what, yeah. What happened? You just, what did you want to do? I still don't know. Uh, mm. I would say that I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, what I can say for sure is that it's probably not working at a giant corporation. Yeah. Um, it's There's nothing wrong with that again, too. But, And again, those are probably the smartest people I've 
uh, work with. Um, it's just the ambitions are a little bit different, I think. I don't know if you guys know what I mean. Like, if you work at a big corpora corporation, um, usually the people that are around you have the goals of, like, they want, like, a house and, like, a dog and, like, two kids and, like, yeah. to get married and shit. Yeah. Seriously, nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. if anything, Facebook is, like, one of the best places you could achieve that goal for work-life balance, for, like, how much money you make, for all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just didn't want, I, I didn't care about that stuff. So I just mm. wanted to see what else is out there. Uh, and in a sense, I don't know what I want my life to be like still, but I just mm. don't know. I just know for sure that I didn't want to be my manager. Oh, wow. And then I, I, after that, I did some crypto stuff. Like I, I became a developer in crypto and I met a lot of people in the crypto space. Mm. Dude, the attitude is completely different. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by the attitude is completely different? Oh, yeah. So like instead of having the ambitions of having a whatever doghouse, yeah, yeah. like stable life, these people want to like literally change the world. Like oh, they want to oh, be wow. either broke or like get broke trying mm. or like change the world by doing whatever. Wow. Um, it's like a huge difference. Like startup scenes is like a huge difference um, in ambition. And I don't know if I want to do that either, to be honest. Like, I think it sounds really cool. That's so interesting, though. Yeah, like completely different mindset because I, I do know people in tech and you're right they they just want to like have a regular life you know buy a home yeah. have kids you it's know tech is literally the best way to do that I think. yeah and i can see it you know like yeah. I, it was crazy because i was like damn don't you guys work like crazy but all these people doing all these things going vacations whatnot yeah it's an average job i think yeah, yeah. for the most and, part and the crypto i don't know well i know people in crypto but not in the way like you know developers yeah you, know? you probably know like investors and stuff and yeah i know investors i know like one guy who started like his own crypto thing which is I guess pretty it's a startup. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's weird. I don't I don't know exactly how it works, but he owns like a exotic car rental company and he has like this oh. thing where it's like if you're if you own this crypto or whatever, so you get to drive like Lamborghinis and mm -hmm. Ferraris oh, and Ali? shit. Yeah, Lee, yeah. Oh, he's one of our next guests, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, huh, it's so interesting. Because he has no background in tech at all, but his partner does. Mm -hmm. And it's just finding ways to kind of intertwine the two things, right? Yeah, what? the way I see it right now, at least in well, maybe not right now, but in the last couple of years, like you could have done all that stuff technically without crypto. But if you add yeah. a crypto element, it's great, great marketing. Mm -hmm. People suddenly yeah, have yeah. like, oh, I have an NFT <laughs> yeah. instead of just like an email that allows me to mm -hmm. sign in to get this Lamborghini. It could have just been an email. Yeah. But now that it's an NFT, it's like, damn, that's cool. You know, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know, for me, this is the way I perceive things as a consumer. Like, it seems like, Tech was, you know, like Facebook, Twitter, Uber, Airbnb. And now it's like it went to crypto and now it's AI. Like yeah. it seems like that's kind of like the big trending topic now. Do you, have you ever met any AI, AI developers? Oh, yeah. I mean, Facebook has world class AI. That's so interesting because, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. you know, I have such like a love hate relationship with tech. Like Mario <laughs> will hear me bitch about fucking tech shit all the time because I'm like, why the fuck does this not work? And then you tell me like world class AI, you know, and then I'll fucking like log on to like Facebook from my fucking computer. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be like, oh, you have to do the two way authentication thing. And they'll send to my phone. And I'll check my phone for the code. And it doesn't send me the code. <laughs> and I go back and I can't log in my computer. I'm it's like, not perfect, man. I'm like, how the fuck can you get something so small? Like not right, you know? Yeah. And to me, I, I, I never understood that. So. I'm curious, like, as a developer, 
how come these like small little issues always seem to like come up, even though it's like a you know you have world class people that you're working with? I would say it's because shit is hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Like, yeah, you're trying to account for scale, basically. You're mm-hmm. trying to account for billions of people if you're at Facebook. Yeah, and somewhere along the way, some edge case is gonna like fuck something up. Mm. So if you don't, like sometimes things just go wrong. Like um, you're trying to build something that would be the best for the most amount of people. So uh, I know you're developing this app specifically correlated with ChatGPT. What is it um, exactly? What does it do? Uh, it's called Mind Goblin. No, just kidding. Mind <laughs> Goblin. Yeah, Mind Goblin, these nuts. Oh, <laughs> hey. Got him. Got me. No, it's a, it's a place to store, um, store and share uh, GPT prompts. That's why I was, oh. was going to say. So if you come up with the perfect prompt for your, you know, every single place, then mm-hmm. now you can save it and then just update what you need. Oh. Now this place is a, a little bit different because of this, and then it'll write it for you, and then you can oh. save it, share it, like that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. And you can browse other people's. One of them that I made uh, last month was a Valentine's Day gift idea slash date idea mm-hmm. yeah. kind of deal. So you just like update it with a description of your partner, I guess, mm-hmm. and then it will give you like ten ideas. They're pretty good, and that's what I use for. T- <laughs> Yay! That money right there—that was the gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So, um, kind of walk me through this exactly. So, what is the difference between this and like typing it in yourself? You there know? is no difference. Uh, the difference, like, if you typed it yourself into ChatGPT, it would have the exact same output. But where my app comes in is like. If you come up with the perfect, um, it's more efficient. Yeah, you don't have to start from scratch mm-hmm. when you're uh, coming up with, you know, the descriptions for this place. You can browse other people's if we get enough scale. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can browse other people's to see how exactly they've made it, and then mm-hmm. just oh, use theirs. Okay. Coming up with the prompt and like knowing what to use it for is actually, I think, the problem that we're That's trying to solve. Most yeah. of the battle already. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the fact that it's also like knowing what uh, is even possible with it. So mm. you used it for Valentine stuff. You used it for descriptions of stuff. Mm-hmm. But maybe you wanted to use it for Valentine stuff, but it just never occurred to you. Yeah. But now if you browse, and then it would be featured probably. Mm. So you'd be like, oh, damn, that's cool. So yeah. you're going to have like categories. For sure, yeah. Yeah, we, we already do. Yeah. Hey, so I'm going to have to look into that. Are yeah. you focusing on any niche? Yeah, like actually looking back, this is like the first bigger scale project I've done. Uh, other stuff was just like much smaller. So... I think I should have started with the niche and then made it from there and then expanded, but went, went the other way around, uh, made the product like a very MVP version, minimal, minimum viable product version, mm-hmm. and then started seeing who would just randomly use it. And actually the dating scene was mm. kind of the, what caught like most people's attention. What, what oh. do you mean by dating? Like how do you use it for dating? Yeah, it's really funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> I made this prompt for like that comes up with like pickup lines basically mm. like you match with someone on hinge or like if you're trying to match with someone on hinge you just put a little bit about their profile or you just put the prompt even and it'll I, i've made the perfect prompt um it's not perfect but i've made a prompt where it'll give you like 10 pickup lines like that you can respond to their prompt with um oh. that's one thing another thing is like update uh your profile with like you put a description of yourself and it'll make you sound cool like witty version oh. like clever whatever uh, I think what's interesting is it knows how to do um, like turns of phrases, I guess, like mm-hmm. witty mm-hmm. English things, like um, like double entendres, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you wouldn't really think of, yeah, but yeah. it will give you like 10 of those. 
Wow. You're like, uh, so those are cool for your descriptions for mm. picking up people. And then like even responding is another big one. Like, uh, this girl's like, uh, I don't know. You guys have a pretty good conversation, but then you want, you want to like nail this next one. You just put a little bit about what's going on in the conversation. It'll give you like 10, 10 ways you can respond. It's Whoa. like pretty crazy wow. how well it works. Yeah. It's Whoa. like technology improving your, like I don't your know. Riz. It's about that. Your game. Yeah. yeah. Your game. I, I actually met someone that made like Riz.ai. <laughs> like, Riz.ai. Yeah. Oh he's a Berkeley God. student actually, but he's like, um, uh, he, it's an app. It plugs in your, uh, what am I saying? It's a iOS keyboard oh, with, okay. with chat GPT in it. Oh. So you can like, you want to respond to something with Riz? I think that's the, their, their pitch. So it's like you're dating an AI. Kind, not, not really. Like your keyboard becomes like plugged into chat GPT. So if you want to respond to someone's text, you can just say respond to this and make it more... It Rizify it, basically. Yeah, yeah but Prisma. isn't that just the AI responding for you every time? Yeah, pretty so much. That's, that's, so that's dating the AI, no? No, the other person's dating an AI. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, the other yeah, person's yeah. dating the AI. So yeah, I actually wrote a blog post on this. Like, uh, oh, It's going to be crazy. Like, once... Like I think we're in this golden era right now. Are you guys like dating? Like you should you should use ChatGPT right now. Actually, I was I actually I just had an idea when you told me that. Yeah. I think it'd be a cool experiment if we made Peter a hinge profile and use <sighs> all of the prompts. This would like, make a great TikTok. Yeah. Too. Think yeah. of the content, Peter. Yeah. So and oh, you will, all the responses will be through ChatGPT. We'll use his his app and yeah. we'll cater it. We'll make your whole thing like that. Yeah. Using that and we'll see how much it actually like you know works. Yeah. So context, I'm like I'm currently not dating. I haven't dated in like a year and a half or something like that. <laughs> so. Mario's a chronic dater, so he's constantly always dating, right? <laughs> Completely opposite. like it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, not a bad thing. Like I it's mean, an illness. Like, yeah, maybe an illness <laughs> in this case. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be open to trying that for be funny, content yeah. sake, you know? But uh, I think, just as a disclaimer, I think it's best for brainstorming. Like, it'll, if you give, blah, it'll give you cool ideas, and then you kind of just, like, slightly edit it to make it sound more mm. casual and stuff yeah. and then yeah mm. so it, it's it's pretty good like I'll I'm, show you guys later it'd be fun yeah. project I'm kind of curious where I'm I'm assuming you know because now the way I think about things is that while it's, it might not exist yet it's it's gonna sooner or later that's that's the way I think about yeah. like technology yeah. right so oh, wait, which part uh, that like if it doesn't exist yet sooner or later it's gonna happen like so the idea that came to mind right now is that in the future there's probably gonna be something where you could have like a mic or something and then you're talking to someone and then someone's wearing an earphone and then chat GPC will tell you what to say or something <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like your coach. Sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, because like right now you're basically just saying that yeah. you could only do it through technology. Right. Mm -hmm. But once you be a person in real life, you still have to have game there. You can't be like yeah. a complete like opposite of what you love to be online. I met this guy that's making a startup for that. I mean, oh. not, <laughs> not, not specifically okay, like okay. on sales calls. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the customer, potential customer mm -hmm. has questions and it's tech sales, right? So the sales guy is not that technical. So it'll listen in on the sales call and then give you the oh, technical wow. information. It's like one step oh, away cool. from what you're doing. Yeah. 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 So you're taking voice recognition and using that to provide you using ChatGPT. Yeah. It'll take, turn that into a search and then enterprise like search and Ooh, then like return it. Sick. I gotta yeah. talk to you about something. Yeah. Maybe uh, you, we could take this off the interview, but yeah. uh, you know maybe it's that. <laughs> but, but we're, we're so. one step away from like yeah in person chat riz. Like, so, <laughs> like I don't know. So aside from that, like right now <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the mortgage biz, right? And okay. um, I I'm like I like technology. I think it makes a lot of things easier and. 
the mortgage business, it's a fucking fossil. Like, it's like, you know, everything's yeah. super old, done old school way. And it's just very inefficient. And I think sooner or later, people like me, the brokers, will be replaced by just technology, you know? And I think it's, it'll be a way more streamlined process, and yeah. there's going to be a lot less mistakes, mistakes that humans, you know, go through. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious as to, like, you know, even your job as a developer, how it's going to affect a bunch of people's careers because that's that's kind of like the hot topic now right yeah. being being replaced by technology i can't speak too much on the mortgage side because mm -hmm. i just never worked on it mm -hmm. um but at least for the next so like what i was saying about like um the dating thing is it's not perfect right yeah it'll get you like cool ideas and stuff and then you still got to do it so it's like 80 percent there i would say as mm -hmm. a developer when i try to use it um it's also 80 percent there like it'll give me some like starter code and I still got to like debug it and figure out what, like, yeah. what to actually do with it. Um, so in the near future, I think we're fine in mm. the long run. We're probably going to have to adapt. Well, yeah. what's, what's near future and what's long run? Like I, what I can't really tell. I think things will start really happening once everyone starts using chat GBT. Um, mm. like I don't think we're at this level of like mass consumer adoption yet. Yeah. I think it's happening really quickly. We just watched the South Park episode on ChatGPT, like oh, really? last night. <laughs> yeah, so like the fact that they have an episode on it, uh, it's 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 going to be happening really. To quickly. be fair though, South Park moves fast. Those yeah, motherfuckers catch do. on to yeah. a trend, and they have episodes like the Can't next week. Yeah, but then there's like uh, John Oliver did an episode on ChatGPT. Mm. So like, I mean, he's pretty fast too. But yeah. like, yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say is like, things will start getting weird when. You guys could use ChatGPT right now to date. And then after that, once everybody starts using it to date, things are like, you're going to be not sure if you're talking to yeah. an AI mm -hmm. or they're talking to an AI. Yeah. My AI is dating your AI. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I put the Spider-Man meme in the, <laughs> in the blog post I wrote. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Because of, of that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Recruiters are going to be starting to write their job descriptions and shit. Using ChatGPT yeah. mm -hmm. makes sense. People are gonna write their resumes. Like it's gonna be on. It's gonna be Spider Man's for every profession, yeah. and that's gonna be really weird. What would you say is the first profession that you think is gonna go? Right now, it's copywriting for sure. Like wow. there's this um, company called Jasper AI. It's mm -hmm. like huge in the space of generative AI. They're 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 making um, they they're the first people to have like a con you know like Facebook has a conference. Everyone mm -hmm. has a developer conference, whatever. They're the first people to have generative AI conference, uh, and that's coming up soon, I think. Anyway, um, wow, that's yeah. So they their whole thing is copywriting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys know anyone that uses does a lot of copywriting? Like it, it streamlines the whole workflow. No, like you just start off with an idea, it gives you an outline. Mm -hmm. From the outline, you can say like just right click it and then uh, yeah. like write me a paragraph for this. Okay, change the tone and then like you're done. It was like. 80% faster, I would imagine. That's Maybe more. Crazy. What is copywriting exactly? Copywriting, copy is basically the stuff that you see in like a lot of like sales pitch yeah. or descriptions. Like when you see like a product and yeah. all that text and shit like that, that's copy. Copywriter okay. is the person who like types all that shit out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can imagine, yeah, those people, yeah, yeah. they would be one of the first yeah. to go for like sure. Like Amazon descriptions, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like That's all done by hand? People do it? Not anymore. I mean. Yeah. But it was before. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's no other option It's before. basically a sales pitch through text. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So they know, like, oh, here's a call to action. There's, you know, certain vocabulary they use, certain descriptions. Yeah. You know. And then you can add SEO keyword. Like, there's SEO built into it. Oh, my God. Like, you can, like, based on this product description, there's, like, uh, another thing they plug in to see 
like how many SEO keywords you used. And then yeah. like you can say like you want to add more or optimize less. it. Yeah. Like based on like how big your product is, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 That's it's, it's pretty nuts. Uh, Jasper really figured that shit out. But the only thing about them is like they cost 50 bucks a month or something. Per oh, user. Okay. Um, they got competition now, though, but yeah. like they're really ahead in the space. What would you say? What is the most expensive like AI app? You know, I is don't know. no, mine's free. <laughs> mine's free. Yeah, because fifty bucks doesn't sound like that crazy. I pay like sixty bucks for you know yeah, Adobe get, Premiere and shit. I guess it's good if your job is copywriting. Yeah. Of course, you're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the most expensive? I don't know. Mm. That's a good question. There's probably really expensive stuff I yeah, just don't know about. <laughs> What's the name of your app? SGPT.app. What's uh, the S for? It stands for social in the beginning, but oh, okay. I realized it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now it just stands for nothing. Just, yeah, I'm social... opening to changing the name. What's the right? G... GPT? Uh, GPT is like the same as chat GPT. Oh, okay, yeah. so just it's chat. Uh, generative pre-trained transformer, which is oh, the name of the model. Already yeah. super long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just GPT for sure. Mm. Yeah. So what would you say would be the last profession to go? Maybe artists. I could, I don't know. This really? is going to be so weird. Depends what kind of art, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not surprising said artists because a lot, the people that I see talk about how AI is terrible for the community is graphic designers. Yeah. If you're a regular ass graphic oh. designers, mm -hmm. you're not that safe uh, because <laughs> the way these things work is they learn from what they see on the internet. If yeah. your thing is like very standard mm -hmm. and very like, you're making it for commercial use. It's probably going to look standard on purpose. Yeah. So it's going to like learn and understand what that is, and then it's going to be able to make those on the on the spot, right? Uh, so, <sighs> like artists are like fine artists mm -hmm. are probably never going to go away because yeah. there's like some not like I think we're going to get to this place as a society where um, the novelty of like being human made mm -hmm. uh, will be a it's thing. Rise, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like imagine like. Um, a dating app where they check every single word you use for to make sure it's not AI. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that in like 10 years. I don't know. Uh, wow. That's probably, I could see that being a thing, but you can take that and expand it to like every industry. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like your YouTube videos are going to be like content creation is about to change too. In which way? So like content creation uh, is kind of like copywriting, right? Like, yeah. okay, let's just talk about YouTube videos. Okay. That's kind of like copywriting. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to write a script and all that stuff. So the first step in this journey is going to be all that stuff is going to be AI assisted. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be AI assisted. You can write the outline of the script kind of just like I, mm -hmm. I mentioned before. It'll help you set the tone mm -hmm. based on other stuff you've written before, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll even come up with like 10 new ideas based on this, whatever. That's And crazy. then the next step is like if we get the video technology good enough, we're almost there. Yeah. We're going to deep fake you. Yeah. So you don't have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to actually film it anymore. Yeah. And then the next step after that is like, well, why don't we just skip the whole process of the human mm -hmm. at all? And whenever you want to see the next 10, I don't know, pillows for this uh -huh. winter, uh, it'll just make you that video on the spot as you need it. We, you think we, we got could, 10, 15 years yeah. left. Like, you think we could, you think we could deep fake uh, Joe Rogan's face onto him like right here during this video? <laughs> oh yeah. We'll have him as our guest. Oh, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Like, like in the future, I think you'll be able to do things like, I want to watch Joe Rogan and Abraham Lincoln have a talk. Dude, that's so weird. I can imagine it, but yeah. still that's I want to have uh, uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali fight. Nobody has to create that. Is yeah. what I'm saying in the future. Yeah, you just yeah. say I want to see it, and then it'll like Boom. pull the internet information, and it'll just like <laughs> so do that. Crazy. I think it's gonna be like a while, but yeah. that's 
inevitable, I think. Okay, so kind of yeah. going off of that, because I, I recently heard uh, on this podcast where people are getting scammed by AI because people are voice generating and I guess visually generating images and this basically a person yeah. and uh, dating people online and they're just talking to AI, right? Uh, they can hear him, so it sounds like a person and people are falling in love with this AI and people are getting scammed because they're like, oh, uh, you know, like I love you, but like I... I need like a plane ticket or I need to pay rent. Like the can Tinder you send me swindler. money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but AI, right? But AI, yeah. Yeah, like that brings into conversation of basically uh, like humanity a little bit, right? Because the way we think about AI is just technology. It's a robot. But at a certain point, people say that AIs can have like a consciousness. Yeah. So this is where there it's like a controversial topic because they said like, if you make AI do things and it has like a consciousness, is that not like slavery of like a, like a almost kind of like a person? I don't know the answer to this, man. Like yeah, people with like, it's like it goes like it escapes technology and goes back to philosophy probably. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what the heck is a consciousness even? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like now I have to question it. Like I thought being human made you conscious, but now maybe not. Like, are there mm-hmm. levels to it, too? That's another thing. Is a monkey more conscious than a dog? Mm-hmm. And then, if you can say that, are more AIs, are some AIs more conscious than other AIs? What does that even mean? Are AIs Dude, more conscious know, than man. human beings? I would, yeah, uh, I would could s- be, too. I don't know. I would say it depends on, I mean, obviously, your definition. For me, consciousness is, like, you experiencing life. So, like, animals, like, they experience life, you know? And but what like, is life? Well, what is life? Yeah, that's the problem. Again, very subjective opinion, but yeah. it's, like, just your experience of, like, living through the world which is just like you know you're waking up in the morning and having what so is it breathing very, uh what's his name descartes about it uh cognito or ghost like if you feel then that means you are to an extent yes yeah. i mean uh, at least to me where or the way i see it is you know you experiencing your life is you being able to like not even being self-aware but it's like feeling experiencing enjoying like being open to your sensations and I think that's the same thing with like animals too, where it's like mm. you have like, let's say like, you know, chimpanzees, which have a higher brain function. That doesn't mean they're con- conscious or unconscious. The, the fact that you can experience your life, their lives makes you conscious. So that doesn't, that doesn't mean it, uh, they have the similar intelligence as us, but we, we try to label intelligence as a very like human thing mm-hmm. where it's like, you're only intelligent if you know how to like speak in these words and communicate or how to build this thing, you know, where there's type of animal intelligence and we prioritize human intelligence to say that makes us conscious, but that's not necessarily true. So in terms of slavery though, it's like, does it matter? Because we try to enslave pretty much everything else. Like we have cows enslaved, we have chickens enslaved. Mm-hmm. Like if you really think about it, we have these animals and it's like, we have people too. There's, there's still countries in the world where there's still a bunch of slavery. Mm-hmm. Some of like the, I forgot the name, one of these countries in Africa has the highest like slave population from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's still going on to this day and it's crazy, you know? So I think slavery is really part of the human experience. So I'm not sure it matters as much. I mean, it, it definitely matters. It matters, it matters in that it's sense. It's a but moral it, thing. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. People talk about it all the time just because there's a lot of slavery in Africa doesn't make it right. Yeah. Right? We, we understand that as we develop as human beings, we understand that it's actually wrong. So that's what I'm saying is that, you know, maybe the wake up experience for AI in the future would be a little bit different, right? It's like maybe an on button versus like a fucking alarm. But you talk about feelings like in the future, these things might have feelings, right? Yeah. They might fall oh, in yeah. love. Yeah. You know what I mean? They might feel pain. They might be heartbroken. Like that's where it gets like tricky because 
not only can it feel these things, but it'll probably be able to verbalize and vocalize these things. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. that's where it's like, okay, this computer just told me I hear its feelings. Like, that's crazy. This computer just called me toxic. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I, the way I see it, at least, it's like you can kind of compare it to a human brain. Like, our brains are an organic computer, right? And the way we perceive information, we have this hardwire inst- these hardwired instincts that have, you know, some kind of information already contained in the way we grow up and experience the world, we're in putting new information. But with an AI, it's kind of the opposite. We're like, we're us asking these questions, us Googling uh, ChatGPT, all this, we are creating all these like neural pathways with all the questions that we ask and all the images that we send and all the things that we, we're, we're giving them the human experience. And they're taking all that information and we're creating this kind of like brain in a sense and one day it might get to this like you know tipping point this critical mass where it's like it's already experienced all these things from all these different humans and it becomes like actually conscious and able to like be like self-aware what does that mean though like what does it mean to be conscious like what is that tipping point for you well what would you have to see i guess in order for you to determine that something is conscious i think it would have to be something like the the being in question asking themselves like who am i you know, because at that point, it's like you are questioning you're you're outside of the like the, the being in the present moment where you're not asking like the internal question of like, you know, who am I? What is my identity? If you get to that point where you can actually question your identity. So self-reflection. Yeah. Kinda. If I ask ChatGPT mm. right now, can you self-reflect? I think it will give you a pretty good answer. Like, it will give you- <laughs> I totally believe that as well. Because I remember, yeah. do you remember Smarter Child? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I remember yeah, asking yeah, yeah. Smarter Child yeah. the same thing. That was thing. the AIM thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the AIM, like, what was that AI? Was that, what is it, bot? like a bot? I mean, what is AI? I think that was just like a super simple, Yeah. take your question, like parse your text and then mm-hmm. come up, like yeah. look in a library of responses and then- So yeah. I, I feel that we can take Smarter Child, ChatGPT, as maybe like infant, maybe toddler, and it's like a certain, I feel like the self-awareness thing will be different for AI just because we are kind of creating it as we're going along. So I don't know if the way we ask ourselves uh, and we self-reflect is gonna be the same way that AI self-reflects because some of, the, some of it is programmed, you know, just because it, tell, it tells you, you like, it gives you an answer to the question doesn't mean it has the same impact that humans do when they ask it. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that it's not, correlated and directed and maybe going there but i think mm-hmm. with ai it'll be a bit different it'll because it, it doesn't have the same impact when you ask yourself like who am i what is my identity you know there is a, an emotional and psychological component attached to it mm. where you want to like go beyond that and discover like who, who i really am and i'm not sure if we can say the same thing about ai yet even though it can give you a response yeah i mean i don't think we're near that point either but I see it. It's like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really interesting to think like what would make that point happen. Cause like when I, just cause I know about how the technology works, mm-hmm. it just like kind of like at a nutshell, you give it a prompt and it kind of like imagines what the response of that prompt would look like if it was on the internet. Like, cause it's been trained on mm-hmm. the entire internet's data, right? Can you give us an uh, ELI five? Yeah. Exactly how AI works. Cause uh, I'm just assuming it pulls pull stuff from like, you know, different internet sources, but I don't actually know how AI kind works. Of. Well, it, there's there's a ton of different kinds of AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's machine learning and deep learning. Okay, so I'll just talk about ChatGPT specifically. Okay. Uh, the way I guess you can say it works, and I don't want to be wrong, because who's going to watch this? <laughs> <laughs> if it's wrong, we'll, we'll edit it. We'll fix it with ChatGPT later. <laughs> uh, 
super high level. It's read all the information on the internet, like all the text, basically. Yeah. Uh, all of it. All the text from the beginning of the internet to 2022, I guess. Oh, or God, 2021. Not my, not my Zenga posts, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's kind of like, um, it's made like a probability model, basically. Mm. So now if you give it a prompt, it would try to imagine what the response would be like if it was on the internet. It'll try to imagine. imagine. I know. I know. She used the word. Yeah. Imagine. Well, it would just like complete it. Like, oh, okay. It'd be like, um, <laughs> like if you give it a really simple, like, okay, a great example. A great example is like Grammarly. Okay. If you write emails right now, mm-hmm. like it kind of autofills the rest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's literally that, except longer. Oh. That's that's what it's doing. Yeah. Deeper than. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's I that's see. all it's doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Ooh. trying to imagine if you were trying to complete this sentence, what would happen. And just doing that with like a paragraph at a time or more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so, cool. so it's it's like you know my uh, like when it auto spells something for me on my phone like when I'm typing shit out or it changes the word. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of yeah. tells me that technology is still a little little far away from yeah. So th- that, that's right? why when you say things like consciousness, it's like I know what's going on because people have consciousness discussions on the internet probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, by the way, this is also why if you talk about, like, if you try to get more niche things mm-hmm. from ChatGPT on the internet, it's going to be, like, less likely to be right mm. because it's there's less data about it. Yeah. So, anyway, so, um, yeah, when you talk about consciousness, like, the, probably there's been consciousness discussions, so it kind of, like, learned what consciousness. The, meaningness, yeah. the meaning of consciousness is by reading the entire internet, right? Wow. So, if you ask it, like, hey, are you aware, it'll act like an, the chat version will act like it's an AI and like say what it thinks the internet would have said, if mm. that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, being a person that is pretty deep in the industry, you have worked with other developers and you see what's out there, the products. Uh, are you a little bit fearful of the future and like the basically disconnect that humans are going to have through the integration of AI in lifestyles? Yes and no. Mm. I think that humans have always adapted to things mm-hmm. and like any new technology. I think it's very important to ask ourselves what's what we're going to lose every time yeah. a new technology like this emerges. And maybe we're not asking ourselves that enough right now, and mm-hmm. we should be. But at the same time, I don't think we're, we need to... Uh, humans are going to adapt. It's the same thing like uh, the new dating app that's going to be checking if anything's created by an AI. Mm. Um, I know like Y Combinator has a lot of uh, deep fake checkers right now. That's yeah. like a, that's a, like a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if we're not careful, like there'll be this period, I think where people are, people are going to take advantage of this kind of stuff and people are not going to know like this was created by an AI. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, like the early parts of what I was saying earlier, which is like, the people that are using chat GPT right now for dating, mm-hmm. like they're going to take advantage of this situation and then people are going to notice and care and we're going to go back to authenticity. Um, mm. So long run though, uh, what does it mean? Like there's a whole nother question is like, what's going to happen in the long run with potential singularity? If you know that, it, it, no. so like technology kind of goes like this, right? Uh-huh. The theory is that at some oh. point there's going to be, this line right mm-hmm. here where technology progresses so quickly that the technology actually invents itself mm. better than a human can. Yeah. And that point is pretty dangerous. Like, uh, if Skynet. We, 
Yeah, basically Skynet, right? Like, like if we the, the adage is like if we make an AI make paper clips, and eventually it'll just like start like uh, taking over the universe in order to make more paper clips. If we're not careful, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it's just gonna like start like. Um, there's a game called Universal Paper Clips where you just like. You're, you play the AI making paper clips, and eventually what? it makes the stock market like it like plays the stock market because it just wants more money for its paperclip factory. And then eventually it makes it invents a machine to like uh, hypnotize the entire human population in order to make them make more paperclips. And then you start like sending probes into space to make more paperclips. Like that shit could actually happen. Like not specifically like that, but. Yeah, that's a whole other question. Like, AI safety is a wow. huge deal. We should probably care about more. I'm never going to look at paperclips <laughs> ever again. Universal paperclips, yeah, Pigeon like Simulator. Y'all really, play some weird games, yeah. man. Some, I like interesting games, dude. Like, yeah. I think at this point, I've already played all the... Like, I'm, like Harry Potter is cool, but like I'm not going to play that game because I already know what that experience is going to be like. Mm. So I'm looking for the really weird, interesting... Okay, that makes sense. ...one-off games, yeah. yeah. Hmm, so, okay... Yeah. yeah, I know you said that humans are gonna adapt, right? Like yeah. short like, run, we're fine. Long run, not sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just gonna speak about myself, right? Like I am not on any dating apps yet. That's because I have, I believe in the stigma that it kind of is like a unromantic approach to meeting your significant other, which is closed minded to me. Of mm-hmm. course, I, I understand that. I just can't. I haven't been able to get past it yet, right? And uh, for me. When you say like, oh yeah, this AI is gonna give you like a prompt and what to say, like that is also another thing, right? But but when you say humans are gonna adapt by creating like AI checkers, that feels like another hurdle in order for you to seek like authenticity. Like that's it, it makes me even more less or sorry, more reluctant to like pursue that because I'm like, now I gotta check if this person <laughs> is AI, like really getting, like Am I getting scammed? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like Tinder bots already, right? It's kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, I I don't I don't know anything about these things because I'm not on the app. So it's not. I mean, yeah, there's people like um, you can imagine they're like OnlyFans people that are just making Tinder profiles and then you match with them and then they are now a bot trying to sell their own OnlyFans. Oh, like wow. that's super. Like they're not from what I've seen at least they're not that sophisticated yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just like as soon as you match with them, hey, you want to check out my OnlyFans? I got like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. and then that's it. You're done. Okay. Like, there's no. That's the bot. Like, uh, there's no AI real, really. Sometimes um, you have like random Asian women just like add you. Oh yeah, and they'll like try to talk to you here and there, like bots and stuff. I always and then, wondered why they're Asian. Yeah, like, I don't know either, and I don't know how they get you. Like, because it's it's a fetish thing. That's no. the reason why it's Asian. Oh okay, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. But yeah, they'll like talk to you, and be like, oh, and like. It, they're trying to get like your, your number, your information, and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like you can usually tell though. Wait, you mean that chick was not real? <laughs> uh, but, uh, sorry, we got away off topic. It was my bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was that was great. Like I, I wanted to hear about that because, yeah, I, you know, hearing about all this, it makes me again, you know, more reluctant to kind of pursue someone through technology, right? And it, it, maybe in that way, you kind of go back to seeking authenticity, where it's like. I'll just go on the streets and like meet someone. You know, I'll go to a fucking club. I'll go to like a class or something. But it's not so much that like. It's it's more because I'm like being turned off by the idea than, than I am like. Uh, wanting to really. Just pursue the human experience, right? Because it's it's more like oh yeah I I really don't want to go on an app so therefore I'll go out and meet people, but I I I just think that as. Because as humans, right, what we like is convenience, 
right? That's that's the reason why a lot of things exist, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why AI exists, the reason why dating apps exist, the reason why cars exist. And, you know, I I think in the future, it's going to be very inconvenient to, to date because everyone's going to seek the easy way out, right? It's like go on the app, match, and you already know that they like you because they match with you. So therefore, let's try to have this experience together in real life. But at that point, there's going to be like a disconnect, I feel like, right? Until that app where, you know, it tells you what to do, like that coach exists. But even then, like, I'm sure people will catch on. They're going to know and they're going to be like, this is not authentic either. Yeah. Like, do you think at a certain point that that's kind of going to be the slowdown of development of like AI where people are like, oh, you know, like this is kind of going too far. Like this, the slow down this a little bit. Well, in a sense, I think we're all like at this point in society right now, like take away the AI. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of craving authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like the, <laughs> the meta right now, maybe like, uh, I think that's why Lex is like popular. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just so himself and nothing else. There's no corporate backing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a corporate thing, actually, mm. than an AI thing, like for the authenticity thing. Uh, nobody wants to be feeling like they're sold something. Uh, and yeah. usually when that happens, it feels like soulless, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that relates to dating, though. Let me think about this. Uh, yeah. Do I think online dating is more soulless than real life dating? I don't. I mean, I met her from... Grinder, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the convenience really takes away from the experience. Maybe. Mm, really, I wouldn't have the opportunity to meet or swipe, I guess, a hundred people in one night yeah. in real life. So maybe my chances of meeting someone that I'm more inclined to be uh, a good match with is better if there's a dating app, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's even better for that. Uh, you do have to get past. You do have to play the game a little bit, though. But yeah. then you do have to do that in real life too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah just gamifying everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a good different game, I guess. Like, yeah, there's people back in the day who said that talking on the phone was getting out of the traditional way of mm-hmm. dating someone see that. or writing letters. You know? <laughs> writing letters, yeah. you know, because it's always going to be some kind of stigma for the newest way. Where and mm. I feel like you are in this space right now where you're not dating at all. You know, and every time we talk about it, it's like, oh, no, you know, like, so maybe the lens you're seeing it is a little different because, Mm. and you've always kind of seen it that way too. You have these certain blocks where it's like, you you don't see women as sexual creatures. You find like dating as like, you know, if it's online dating, it's kind of like weird and like maybe not as romantic, but that's not necessarily true. There's plenty of people who, I I think you said something where it's like seeking authenticity. I think that happens with all people, whether you meet them in person or whether you meet them online. You know, we as human beings, like you said, don't want to be sold something. You know, when you meet people, it doesn't matter if you met them online. It's just, it's a different environment. Mm-hmm. And yes, it'll, different environments will create different kinds of motivations. Like Tinder, most people on there want to fuck. Mm-hmm. If you go on Hinge, if you go on something else, you know, it's people want to date. Mm-hmm. And it's if you meet someone who's also trying to be authentic with you, then that's that's a good thing, you know? It doesn't take away, just because you met them online, doesn't take away from you wanting to experience that authenticity. It is definitely... Uh, subjective to the individual uh-huh. you know it, it's it's hard to say like this is all for like anyone who dates and stuff it's like you know it's not romantic or it's weird okay so let me ask you guys this <clears throat> is writing a letter more romantic or less romantic than sending a text i think culturally it's perceived that letters are 
more romantic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just due to like the novelty of it and the effort. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know what? So let me say this. (laughs) I, I, I think that for whatever, maybe this is just how I, my idea of romance is in my head. Like romance is inconvenience. Right, romance yes, is like, sure. yeah, like, like <laughs> romance is like romance is like writing a letter instead of sending a text. Romance is like driving, like walking five hundred miles to see the love of your life. You know what I mean? Like me shit that. like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be real. <laughs> like the, the, does that not make sense though? Like it's like the hard things that you do that makes it like romantic. You know what I mean? Like it's not supposed to be simple or easy. It's like getting a gift that you put, spent a bunch of time into thinking of to make sure that's like. For this like specific person, right? Minor Versus, disagree. Like, typing it out on Chat GPT and having a list. I think it can be inconvenient, but I think it's that's it's about effort, and effort doesn't always have to be inconvenient. Yeah, that's you know it can be. Don't get me well, wrong. It, it, wait, it can, can you be, explain that to me? So, when is something that's lower effort um, more convenient? I could or, write, sorry, less like in the time you wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have wrote an entire book maybe mm-hmm. or maybe a better example is i could write like a a letter with pictures that are all ai generated and the time you took to write like a paragraph letter but that's like efficiency though right that's that's yeah it's, maybe so it's, it's it both take us the same amount of effort but the amount of romance would maybe be the same you said romance is inconvenient but i if you recall the it days is. when you were like in love and you wanted to be romantic it wasn't it might have been inconvenient, but you wanted to do it. And I, I remember when, like sometimes maybe it wasn't like the best optimal time, but I wanted to do it, you know? I wanted to put in that effort because I care about that person. So at mm-hmm. the end of it, it wasn't really like inconvenient for me. I didn't feel like it was like ruining my life or like taking away from well, my life. Not, that's it not was, what I'm saying though. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm saying I'm, romance is effort, not Yeah, romance is effort, not inconvenient though. Yeah. I think I, I understand when you romanticize yeah. it is just effort, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like if we're speaking of it, like objectively though, it is like if... <clears throat> For instance, like if I'm driving far to to see someone, right? Like objectively, if I'm like I have to visit my girlfriend, fucking from like NorCal or some shit, I gotta yeah. drive every weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't mind the drive, but looking at it objectively is inconvenient. You get what I'm saying? Like, I do get what you're like, saying. Yeah, you, you romanticize like, oh, actually, it's not inconvenient because I enjoy the drive. I I love her so much, so I will put fucking hundreds of miles on my car like every fucking weekend or some shit like that. And again, you know, maybe I'm I'm speaking about it in a very unromantic way, which is why, you know, it sounds a little different. But speaking objectively, like, you know, looking at it logically, I, I feel like it, it makes sense. What is the difference between you putting effort into a relationship and you putting effort effort into your job? You know, is is working inconvenient? Is working on yourself inconvenient? So do you... Is it inconvenient? Yeah, looking at, like, straight up, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> if, if, if I just got everything and it just happened, that would be more convenient, right? <laughs> if I just went to the gym once and I'm fucking buff, that would be way more convenient than spending hours to look like how I do now. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much effort I put into to look mid as fuck? Like, this is fucked up. This is fucked up. People think I don't even go to the gym. That's yeah. fucked up. Eat too many tacos. <laughs> I know inconvenience. You know yeah. what I mean? I've fucking done that. I've been that fucking person. Like, I, one of my exes, I drove her... Back and forth between school and work every single day. It's a lot. Yeah, I that's oh. that was my idea. I was like, let me show you how much I love you by doing this. You know what I mean? And yeah, t- to me it didn't feel inconvenient. But now I look at it in hindsight, right? Remove the idea of love from it. I was like, that was fucking hell inconvenient. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I'm just thinking. I'm still stuck on like I can't tell the difference between inconvenience and effort. I think the effort is what makes it less effort. I feel like means more convenience, right? 
Would you say uh, inconvenience equals effort then? Yeah, I would say that. Okay. The more effort you have to put into something, <laughs> the more inconvenient it is. It feels know. more authentic to me to write a long, like a book from ChatGPT than it is for me to write a letter and send it. Oh. I think, mm. I think you would have... I don't know which one you'd like better, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, which one would you like better? Like a whole book written by ChatGPT about our relationship or something on Valentine's Day or like a letter? Like, I don't know. I want to hear. I, I think hear one of them, answer. they think they're the both the same amount of effort. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. right now it's just three fucking dudes talking about romance. So yeah. let's, let's hear it from the expert right here. Like, what if they s took the same amount of effort, though? I, I would say it depends on the subjective amount of... It's not time that we're talking about. It's intention. And it's how much of right. your subjective intention and personal time are you putting into this. Like, when you're writing a letter, it's you being present and you writing this out. And it's like, that is the intention the entire time. And the entire time, it's you. If you're putting it into GPT, it might take the same amount of time. But it is... Not you writing it. You're putting in the details. You're filling it out. But it's something something else, a different... It's a program creating it for you. But you mm -hmm. being the one doing the act that whole time makes the difference. Of Would course. You? I mean, everyone's idea of romance is a little different. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just explaining mine. I'm trying to understand how you guys think and yeah. vice versa. Right? Would no you rather have wrong. a letter or a WAF generator? Really? I made a whole website for her. <laughs> like one time. Hey, babe, all I wanted was a letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she her love language is words of affirmation. I suck at that. <laughs> so I just like found out about GBT around this time. It was like October or something last year. Mm. I was like, dude, I could use this to write words of affirmation. <laughs> and then so I made a website where anyone can just put some details about their partner and um they would just write like a paragraph of like words of affirmation. Yeah. And it's actually it's really live. Cool. You can try it right now. But like, um, yeah, like that, that was a lot of effort, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot of effort for sure. And yeah. you know, it's funny. So I, I was supposed to start this company with one of my friends, right? And speaking about like authentic experiences, it is a company that has like a robot that writes out letters, but looks like a human wrote it. <laughs> like 3D print? How does that work? Uh, it's just, it's literally like a hand thing with like a pen. And it just moves, and you so you type out whatever it is, and it's on like a piece That's of paper, fun. and it yeah it writes out like probably too perfect, but you know that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't work out, but yeah. <laughs> I think another uh, one of the, you know, in exploring this like GPT world, uh, a couple of things. One could be a, like not birthday card, but just like greeting card writer. Mm. Just any writer, like any card that you want, you write a description of what. You want this to be about graduation, and then here's like three bullet points about the person. It'll write the thing, and I'll have an image that's specifically for that person. Mm. It'll be like a robot graduating or something. Whoa. If it's if oh, it's okay. if it's that's a CS really major cool. or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. If it's an art major, it'll be a complete. You know, mm -hmm. it'll just use the uh, Dolly three. I, I don't know if you guys play with the AI generated images stuff. I've seen, I've it. seen it. Yeah, same that's idea. Cool. It'll just use that, and then the other side, it'll be the card, and then just print it on nice paper, mm. sell it for like three bucks. So. Uh, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. So yeah. we talked about AI for a little bit. Uh, you mentioned something earlier um, about when you were younger, comparing yourself to your cousins, um, the kind that you were bad at school. 
And from like our whole conversation here today, I'm like, damn, this guy's smart. Yeah, like, he knows his shit. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm good at lying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a front. He's like reading off the chat. You see, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, like, you know, did was there a certain point that you became inspired or something changed in your life to get you to like you worked for Facebook, you've worked in crypto, you've done all these other things where you are someone who's achieved some successes in your life, yeah. and <laughs> maybe the old you looks back at you and you're like, damn, like I did that, you know. Yeah. Was there like a certain point in your life or something that like changed for you to, to get here? I don't really think anything changed. Maybe just the mindset because mm-hmm. like I think I literally had like a learning disability now looking back. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. no, seriously, I think I have like dyslexic. I'm like slightly dyslexic. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, it's hard for me to pay attention. So maybe I have like really minor ADD or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, school that just like... Uh, the traditional education system just wasn't working for me. Mm. I mean, I wasn't doing poorly. I was getting like B's and stuff, but mm-hmm. like um, I wasn't going to UCLA, you know, like like uh, family members were. And that was just like drilled into you as uh, when you're a kid, you don't really have choices in your goals, really. Um, maybe people do, but I didn't mm-hmm. or it didn't feel like I did. And so it was just like get into the best college, get the best job. And at that stuff, I was kind of failing. So um what happened was two things. Probably one was getting really good at con. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, I am like in the top whatever percentage. And like, you can't be dumb to be here, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like clearly, I'm, I don't know. Like, it was, a, it was a really weird time in my life because I was like, I'm doing well at this. How come I can't do well at other stuff? Maybe mm. I'm just like stupid. I was trying at school still, but it's like, yeah. And then another thing was uh, the real the thing that really changed everything was going to the coding boot camp. Um, just I don't know how to explain it other than like they really cared about education to the degree I've never seen before. Like mm. I'm super passionate about education, like ed tech now, uh, because um, like I went through that process. Like it was very 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 minimal lectures, uh, like super hands on learning. Everything is group work. Everything mm-hmm. is like, uh, I think I learned more. Uh, so coding bootcamp is like 80 hours a week for three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I learned more in three months than four years of college, like yep. straight up. Yeah. Wow. It was like insane. Like, I'm like, dude, why, why did we even go to school? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then why did I even put effort into all these things I don't care about? And like, there's so much more efficient ways now. And um, so, yeah, it was just like a change in the way I learned, like just got super lucky that this even exists mm-hmm. so I can have this opportunity and it worked for me. Uh, that's one thing. And, um, like the confidence came from like, uh, this, the boot camp at the time was probably like one third Ivy league people. Mm. And like, again, I was just like doing well, I guess. Um, I was like, dang, maybe, yeah, maybe I should have, maybe I was fine this whole time. I kind of like got to finally clear that. Mm. Uh, dissonance in my head like nice. am I dumb or am I smart like mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like I finally figured out uh, oh I just kind of needed to learn a different way and just kept doing that way at Facebook and beyond so nice um, I don't think I've achieved that much but I think like it really helped me break out of that old mental mold I had yeah mm. what's the what's the one lesson you've learned from all of that uh School sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know. 
like what well, depends who I want to talk to like how uh, what lesson I would say I think the biggest thing is like learning is like I don't know I can't say the same for everybody because some people went to great schools and they learned a lot in every class I can't say that was the same for me so I wouldn't even say like one practical thing would just be Traditional education is just not for everyone. So. That's great because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people who see themselves as failures because they didn't do well in school because yeah, the for sure system kind of doesn't yeah. work for them. And, you know, hopefully whoever hears that, <laughs> they can relate. You know, it shows that you can achieve, like, a high level of success without succeeding in traditional schooling systems. Like, on a side note, like, those, there's some people in my class that were, like, homeless, too, and, like, people that were, um, like, from prison, too. Like, wow. they, there was a, uh, a program, like, a... The, the founders were really into like social change and stuff. Oh, wow. So they, awesome. they had a partnership with um, the Last Mile program, which is like in your last few years of your sentence, they'll teach you engineering oh, in, the, in the camp. And then you'll come out and you'll do Hack Reactor for free. And then you'll do like those guys like really killed it too. Like wow. uh, they did really well. Literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> Stop. I don't think they did anything. That, like, <laughs> so, something I learned from that too. I don't know. This is like a tangent, but everybody's like, they're really good people. Like, I think they're just got stuck in bad situations. Like, um, I think there's, I guess something I took away from that is like, you kind of grow up doing like the easiest thing in your environment, I guess, which is what you're told usually. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that was like going to college the best one I can, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But for other people, they think that gangbanging is like the mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. way they succeed in life, and then they do that, and then they don't get to this point where they can think for themselves until later. And so I think I'm still passionate about education technology because of this. Like it kind of evens out the playing field for everyone. Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, like people in less privileged opportunities are not actually dumber or anything. They mm -hmm. just like need more opportunities. So uh, I kind of want to go away from the whole tech things, because it seems like that's the thing that we've been, like, focused <laughs> on a lot. Uh, I kind of want to talk about your past as far as, like, you seem like a very confident human being now. I don't know how you were prior, because, you know, you talked a lot about gaming, talked a lot about, like, you know, just not feeling like you fit in doing well in school. How did you, at what point did you feel like you came into your, your own skin? Probably the coding boot camp, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Either that or gaming. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um... I just got to like top 10 in the world and then people are like making videos. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> about like things that I did. And I was like, what? <laughs> How is this even happening? Dude, you could have made so much money if it was like... If it was Dota 2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, it's way easier in Han at the time I was playing it because mm. it was a dying game. Mm. So there's way less competition. Um so that was the first thing. I was like, huh, maybe I can do stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then the second thing was definitely the coding boot camp. Um, you know, just having peers that are quote unquote successful. There's like some really, like at the time in 2017 and 18, uh, coding boot camps were relatively new. They started at about in 13, like in, in a mainstream way. But they're like, you know how the growth is like exponential mm -hmm. too. So it's still like really, it's still relatively new at the time. People that were there were really risk takers, I would say. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of like really crazy 
there's someone in the special forces there. I was like, what the heck? Oh, uh, yeah. There's just like, you know, uh, well, the prisoners is a different story, but, um, uh, like there's a ton of, uh, Ivy league students and uh, like that were just like, man, I wanted to become a musician and I'm like a, a PhD dropout for music. And then like, I need some money, like that sort <laughs> of deal. And I was like, doing as well as them. And I think I thought they were like the smartest people I've ever met. And so that made me feel like, yeah, I guess I, I can do stuff. Yeah. Um, again, though, I don't think I've done that, that much crazy stuff in my life. Like, <laughs> I think I'm just like an average person. <laughs> uh, but I really felt a lot more confident after that. I didn't feel like I was like a loser. I just felt like, I guess where I'm at now, which is like a normal person. We love to hear, you know, People's stories. stories. Yeah. What, yeah. what about you guys? Like, do you guys have like any moments in your life where you're just like, where I felt comfortable in my skin? Fuck, I kind of still don't, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think it was when I understood that I could change things about myself. I think that That's was something yeah. that was really difficult because before I thought it was just like you know, like this is how I'm born. This is how I'm gonna be. Uh, especially personality. I think that was the thing that I focused on the most. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that allowed me to be more malleable, and that allowed me to speak to a lot of people. So I always tell the story where when I was younger, I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. I was bullied a lot. And for me to gav the bullying, I learned how to change my personality into being very likable. Mm. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things I did when I was like younger was, like I remember this kid was picking on me. His name is Andre. And... Uh, he was bullying me. And I remember it. I was like, what if I do something nice for him? And, you know, being like five or something like that. Oh, dang, was, you're five too. That's yeah. really self-aware for five years old. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, I was getting my ass beat. So I was like, I got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, well, if I, this is a weird idea. I, I wouldn't suggest anyone doing this, but <laughs> I, I remember I went up to him. I like, I scratched his back. <laughs> and then, uh, and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, it's, you know, if I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Right? Oh, I see. Like, yeah. And you thought that was literal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the time, as a kid, you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. understand it. He's like, okay, cool. Sure. And then we, I wouldn't say we became friends because I still, still feared him, you know what I mean? Like, but I was like, oh, shit, like, he's not picking on me anymore. Because <laughs> so, scratches back. Yeah. So then That's I. so cool. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it is. Yeah. But, but yeah, eventually I just learned, like, what people like and how to speak to people and, it's kind of gotten me really far in life because, yeah, people, it's, I'm relatable in one way or another, you know, because I, I, I know people's like tendencies. And uh, it was only when I really became confident in it was when I did it because I was genuine, not out of trying to fit in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because before I did it just to kind of like be under the radar, mm-hmm. uh, but now I'm doing it because I want to. You know, when did you make that switch? That was, I think, I want to say when I want to say around high school or college. I think because in high school, I was transitioning out of like caring about what people think, you know, and when I stopped caring about what people think, I stopped trying to fit in, and then I just kind of I was seeking what was more authentic to me, like what I really cared about. Yeah, in high school too, huh? Dude, you're you, you go fast. Like uh, I did yeah. that last year. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was just kind of like because I, I, I was like, okay, I got this down. You know what I mean? I'm not really yeah. getting bullied as much. I still was, you know, because you know sometimes bullies just start out of nowhere. You, you don't even have a chance to kind of like adapt, right? 
went, but then, you know, eventually, like, I guess when it was, because I haven't been bullied since high school, you know, uh, maybe like by friends or something like that, just bullshitting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and, yeah, so through college, I was like, okay, you know, let, let me just kind of fit in with the people that I want to fit in. And then I guess when I became more confident was when I started building businesses with people that mm. I thought were way higher up than me. And they talked to me like uh, an equal. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I was like, whoa, what the hell? Like, this guy drives, like, Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Like, what, what am I doing sitting here and discussing, like, a business plan, you know? Nice, man. Yeah, that's kind of like the version of me doing the, Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And I chalked it up to, like, oh, shit. Like, I do have the right to sit here and, like, talk to these people, you know? Yeah. We just have different backgrounds, you know, and different paces of life, you know? Like, maybe he's just, well, for sure he's financially, these people are more financially well off than me. But it's like, okay, well, I'm just going at my own pace. And I'm going to learn and figure out, and I yeah. still have a chance to be at this table. Yeah, uh, for me, there's been multiple moments uh, where I've felt, like, growth and, like, becoming more comfortable in my skin and kind of, like, just seeing who I am. And there's, you know, multiple different types. Like, uh, I could say some of the first instances was, like, uh, some of the first women that I've dated where it was, like, they were very uh, go-getters and... I could tell that I wasn't like maybe good enough and I saw myself in kind of the same way where you thought like, Oh, I am the way I am. Or like, this is how my personality is. And I realized that I couldn't stay the same way if I wanted to date someone that like I really liked or was attracted to. Cause I'm like, I was not trying in my life. You know, I thought I was like, Oh, you should like me for who I am, like how I am. And like, even Mm -hmm. though I'm not trying to grow. And I remember that as I was, I was young and having to come to terms with that. I'm like, man, I'm not who I want to be. You know, I don't feel comfortable in my skin and I started to take steps to like, you know, get a little bit better because I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to be like that. And actually, one a different moment that I've had was like with you when I don't know. I'm pretty sure you don't remember this because you have a terrible memory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I was young. I was like 18 and I wasn't in the best spot in my life. And I was kind of like away from my social groups. And I started hanging out with Peter's social group. And I still felt kind of like alone. I felt kind of like an outsider. It was my, I had just come into the group and it'd been some few months or something like that. And I was hanging out with you guys here and there. And I remember you told me once and it was, uh, you told me like, Hey man, like, where were you last time? Like, we really missed you. And it was like very genuine. Peter's like, yeah, like, you know, you're one of us, like one of the group. And like, it was like such simple words. And it was just Peter telling me and like, and Peter's like the leader of the group, you know? So it was like, wow. Like I felt really like accepted. I felt really like, nice, yeah. You know, like I, I, I had yeah. felt this kind of like aloneness and being like away, not having like any kind of like people around me. And he told me that. And ever since then, I was like, oh, you know, like these are my homies. Like, you know, even though like I felt like I didn't always come around and stuff like with them, it's always been like, oh, you can always come back. And it's always like like nothing's changed. And yeah, I remember cool. I remember yeah. that made me feel really like, oh, like come into my own, like be like be more comfortable with who I am and develop my personality more. Yeah. And I just started feeling, oh, okay, you know, I can, I have these like groups of friends and who I can like hang out with and just like learn to be myself around, yeah. mm. you know? And, yeah. and I guess one of the, one of the last ones, one of the most impactful ones was, uh, I told you to stop playing video games and I stopped playing around like 23, 24 was because I met this professor. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. At Long Beach. And you know, in the same way you said like, you know, four years of school didn't teach you shit. Compared to that coding boot camp, dude, same thing. All my life, I've had a bunch of professors. The only two professors that have ever had an impact on me were like my third grade professor, such a nice guy, and then my college professor, who like I learned more in his class I, than I did in any any class like for combined mm. for years. You know, what, uh, 
What what major were you? I was business major. Okay, and then what class did he teach? He taught uh, he taught uh, business strategy oh, and yeah. uh, business in IT and uh, some oh, other taught a lot inter- of stuff. Yeah, international okay. business. Um, so I ended up taking it. Was like we came in super hard ass. Dude who's been in the military, he worked for Raytheon, he worked for BP Oil, he worked for all the top Fortune 500 companies, and he was like 70 years old, and he was like, was angry, would yell at you, there's no multiple choice in the class, he's like, this is going to be a Ivy League structured kind of class, uh, it's all oral, you have two tests, it's a midterm and a final, the midterm is called the shootout, they point at you, at, he can point at you uh, when it's the midterm, it can be anything from the first day to that day, and he asks you a question, and it's you have to get it right, yeah. and then you get an average. You get one right, one wrong, that's an F, 50%. That's, a, that's like a law school. Yeah, and he would do that, you know, deal. and he'd boom, yeah. boom, boom, ask you questions throughout, you know, just if you have to get them right. The final is you have to go up on stage, and it can be any topic from the first day to the last day. There's a card. You pick it up. You talk about it for, like, three, five minutes, and you have to, like, if you don't know your shit, you're not going to be able to talk, you know? It's intense, that's man. it. Yeah. And, dude, there was a girl who, like, straight up cried on stage, and she made her stay up there, like, you know? Oh. Yeah, it was it was That's it, was, it was the most intense class that I've ever had. Yeah. And I remember the first day driving on the 405 going back and I was like, I'm not prepared for this. You know, I I have to change like and I remember like talking to myself like you can do this, like you have to be better. And I remember like just like slapping myself I'm like, dude, you have to like mm-hmm. try, you have to do cuz at, at that point it was like make a break for me cuz I'm like who who am I? Like am I going to actually like put in the effort to like that I know is inside. I know I have potential. Like, am I actually going to try and like get an A in this class and pass this class? And I realized that I was like, I, I have to give up video games. That's yeah. when I was like, dude, I can't, I can't take this class and have these like hobbies that take away from like my actual learning. And I ended up getting an A and taking them two more classes and acing every single one of my classes. Nice. And that's when like, oh, you yeah. know, you know, when you, talk, you talked about like, you realize, oh, hey, I'm not that dumb. I had that same thought where I'm like, before that, I was a straight C student, sometimes D's, like maybe get a B in history. But from that point on where I was like, hey, I'm actually smart. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, like I see it. Hey, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good shit. Nice, man. That was great. Hey guys, welcome back to Lightning Run, where we ask our guests some rapid fire questions. Brandon, are you ready? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Three, do it. two, one. Uh, last time you were happy. Today? I don't know. Okay. Last time yeah. you cried. I don't remember. Um, I yawned too loud, maybe. Like <laughs> First I, time I really you know. tried alcohol. Are my parents going to see this? Uh, <laughs> senior year of high school, I think. Uh, when was your first kiss? Sophomore year of high school. Uh, 16, 15. Uh, what are your turnoffs? Nothing. Turn uh, turnoffs in what? Think about it. what are your red flags? How about that? Just like in terms of a partner, probably just yeah. like someone that I can't have a good conversation with. Like mm. they're not like intellectually stimulating. Who inspires you? <laughs> Off the top of my head, Lex Friedman. Like we were All talking right. about. Um, Saul Khan is a big hero of mine. Uh, mm. He's the guy that made Khan Academy. Mm. Uh, strangely, like Porter Robinson. Mm, you know, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he had like, um, like I, I don't know. I like music a lot, so it's not so much. It's it's like his direction in terms of like how his career went. Mm. Like, how long are these answers? Like, they could be as long, <laughs> as, be as, long as, as you want. Okay, so at some point he was like a very mainstream artist making very mainstream music, and then at some point he he's like, this doesn't make me happy. He could have been the next, probably he could have been like on the direction of Martin Garrix kind of mm. deal. Yeah. Or Tiesto, like you can say, but he chose to make something that was a lot more authentic to himself, which is Worlds, mm. uh, and that was cool. Like, um, yeah, just like that. Like, probably subconsciously, it 
had an impact on me deciding to go YOLO and do uh, things on my own way. Yeah. Okay. There's like a lot of artists that do that though. Like I think Toki Monster is another one just because, mm. um, dude, it's crazy. Like I read her bio. She's from like UCI. Like, mm. oh, <laughs> it's really? like, damn, like normal people can do it too. Um, if you could master any instrument. Uh, CDJs maybe. Uh, does that count? Like maybe Ableton yeah. is better. Yeah, no, I choose Ableton. Ableton's okay. cooler to me. What would your DJ name be? DJ BJ. I've, <laughs> I, uh, I've only done some house parties. Okay, like, what's your fetish? Uh, mind goblin? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What scares you? I think like not finishing life and not having done too much mm. is pretty scary. It's kind of like a motivation to do a lot of things in life. For me, now that I, like, I read a book called The Denial of Death by Beckert, I think. I forget his name, but, like, it's all about that. Um, and it's, like, a lot, it made a lot of sense to me. Just, like, you don't think about it, really, but probably the reason you do anything is because you're going to die at the end. Uh, and, yeah. like, uh, not that the death matters, but, like, you're scared that you'll be gone and these other things wouldn't have been completed in your life. Um, so yeah, it's like, I want to like, after I sat down and really thought about it, I was just like, what does a great life mean to me? And you kind of just like work towards that every day. So you quit, quit Facebook and, you know, mm. um, again, not that Facebook's bad, but <laughs> like to a lot of people, like living a very comfortable life in the suburbs is like an awesome life. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, probably death. My last question for you, if you could change one thing about Michelle, what would it be? Come on, man. This is entrapment. There's a good answer She actually slid that question in here. It's, it's entrapment. Like, I, um, I have to say nothing. Nothing. Yes. Uh. <laughs> You've answered correctly. <laughs> All right. What are your red flags? Nothing. I'm perfect. Like, <laughs> he answered that one way more quickly. Than <laughs> I'm unemployed, and that's kind of a risk. I think, uh, okay. yeah, like I'm doing quote unquote high risk things to people yeah. that might be a good green flag though. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what you perceive it. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you be doing if you weren't a engineer or developer? Education for sure. Mm. Um, but then like in what aspect, I don't know. Cause like, I think the technology part of it is really cool. Cause it'll allow people from like, you don't need a teacher anymore. You know, you have mm. the internet. Um, so I, I'd probably work on that, but then I would work on it on the aspect of a, like as an entrepreneur slash developer. Got it. So I don't know how I would do that without, <laughs> without knowing that. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or okay. a musician maybe. Nice. What is your love language? What are the options? Like <laughs> what are the uh, options? Words of sure. affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service and physical touch. Probably quality time or physical touch. Oh, got it. Yeah. What was the best gift you've ever received? A record player. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Because it's expensive. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, a friend gave me one. It's D, Andorra, by the way. Um, I don't know. It was just like, uh, it was just cool. Like, I, they, they knew I was into music for a while, and like, they just, it's expensive too. Like, at the time, they were in college, so, like, just graduated. If there's one person that you talk to that you haven't had a chance to speak with, who would that be? Jesus would be crazy. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln would be crazy <laughs> I was too. Thinking Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, um, Buddha would be crazy too. Yeah, there would be so many. Like you get one, I'll go with Jesus. Nice, nice. I, I want to see what what the hell is going on there. <laughs> I'm curious too. If you go eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would that be, dude? You know, on my like Hinge dating profile, mm -hmm. I used to put like um, Mary fuck kill. 
ramen, soba, and udon. It's uh-huh. like a really easy gateway into a date, you know? Uh-huh. Because they answer that question, and then you just like, oh. it's an alley-oop. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that is. What was it? Udon, I guess? Uh, no, I don't like udon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like udon? That's, he, oh, that's it's his kill. kill. That's the that's kill. kill. For the rest of my life, though? Yeah, one thing. Because I can't eat udon, for, like ramen, for the rest of my life. That's bad for you. Like, <laughs> if I had to, probably some salad or something. Like, oh, wow. It would be, be healthy. Healthy, yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. It's a, practic- yes, it's a practical answer more yeah, than. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, one country that you want to travel to that you haven't? I really think it would be dope to go to Ukraine, like, right now. Whoa, sir. you are a risk taker. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that would be, like, just I just want to talk to people and see what's what's going on, like, how they feel about it. It's like, this is a super rare opportunity, I think. Yeah. Man, what am I doing? I should just do this. Like, what's stopping me? All right, guys, that concludes our lightning round. Uh, I want to say thank you to our very smart, very enlightening guest, Brandon let us know where we can find you. Let us know where we can see ChatGPT. Like, I'm not really active on social media, but you can check out the app on sgpt.app. And it's super under construction, but, you know, there's a lot to check out there already. So um, if you do stop by, please join the Discord, and you can. Uh, mm. I'll be super active on that, and um, I'd love to hear your feedback. So. Nice. Cool. I'll be joining. Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this was a very, very enlightening conversation. And I'm fearful for the future. (laughs) But make sure you like, subscribe, and comment below what you guys want us to talk about next. And remember, live live fast, fast, eat ass. ass.